West West Show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the EOTC, the Empty Out the Clip podcast. My name is Cams, and I'm here in the heart of West Auckland with the brothers Yashaledi. What's up, Busos? What's up? <laughs> Hope you guys had a merry, merry Christmas. Had a gold label merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good Christmas, thank you. All right, boys, let's get to it, straight into the shoutouts. <laughs> I was focusing on these uh, these three the three questions, but I guess all the shout outs to all the family all around Christmas. It's good to see uh, like on the you know the chats and stuff. Everyone post up their merry uh, merry Christmas and happy New Year. See, good to see. It's that's one of the the blessings of um, social media because eh? you know before you couldn't see pictures and all that stuff. It would just be a phone call, but you couldn't see any pictures in it. So I guess that's one of the good things. Where you can see some pictures or videos and stuff of the family from overseas celebrating their Christmases and uh, things like that. So yeah, just shout out to all the families celebrating and enjoying their festive season and holidays. Yeah. Um, my shout outs to um to the KOB brothers who donated to them this year's hampers. Um, shout outs to Pinto, to Elliot, Mikilahi, Sosh, and Vin. Daryl Stevens, um, Bambi Witchman, Ben Lefecki, uh, Ulysio Vake, Simeone Matalave, Mike Mocha, Gary Doma. Um, yeah, this, this is an um, initiative started up by Sosh Kailahi, started about seven years ago, and this year we managed to do five, another five hampers for the fallen old boys. It's one of those things that um, I always like to sort of like, put pressure on a lot of old boys like you know they'd be screaming and shouting when we're going through the glory do it when we're going through hardship and when the this time of the year especially remembering the fallen brothers um yeah but shout out to my to my doctor mickey who um for the first time came out and helped me deliver some of these hampers to a few of the families so on this year's list we had um daphne um twingamala um for inga uh, willie lose um and then we also had um Pitunu um Talitimu. So shout out to Avs for managing to get us an address for that hamper. It was nice to meet his old man. His mum was up visiting him at the cemetery. And then another one I'd done was um for William. So William had passed away five years ago and or oh, four years ago. So I had to do a revisit. One of the families wasn't home when we did a drop off. But um yeah, and just shout out to you guys, man. Feels like it's been ages eh, since we did it here. <laughs> Shout out to Eric's too. I went and popped in and saw Eric and dropped him off some lunch. Mm. And I thought that was the the um the bait to sort of get him on yeah. for this um episode. And then the last one's probably to um everyone unwinding the year. Hasn't probably registered that we got three more days and then it's a new year. Mm. Um shout out to my dog old Tindall and to my bro Nonny. He's doing his R and R somewhere over the North Shore. So yeah. Love you docs. Thanks, boys. I uh, just want to make a shout-out to the regular listeners of the Whispers Network podcast. EOTC, the Intel Clip, this is one of uh, 16 podcasts we have on the Whispers Network. Go check out our, us on our website, www.whispersnet.com. 
And if you have any spare change, you can help donate, help us out. <laughs> help us out, maintain our our website and uh, maintain our software we use for our recordings. And don't forget that EOTC, MTR The Clip Facebook page, it's a group page, private page, so you can jump in, answer the free questions and get in, and there's your chance to post up some topics, some comments, and we can talk about it on the podcast. All right, boys, this will be the last MTR The Clip for the year. 2023 and we thought we'll come together and do a special episode we'll do a like episode where we we name our top three all-time top three happenings under the categories we usually talk about on the podcast for the year 2023 i see it i see it fitting because this is the last episode for the year 2023 i think we agreed to have a three-week break Mm. before we jump back on yeah and and usher in 2024 but uh yeah man but before we get into our top three lists under the under the categories we've chosen, I just want to ask you guys because we we tend to go into what we did this week, but I want to change it up a bit. Let's talk about your top three things that happened in your life this year, this year instead. I know whatever comes to your mind because you know it will be the top three anyway. So I, I'll go first since I'll let you guys have a think about it. So top three things. <laughs> um. There's not in any order. Uh, you know, the big news I gave uh, <laughs> happened. Uh, <laughs> Play the trumpets. Let <laughs> <laughs> the beats sound. Well, you know, you guys know about that. I got engaged, okay? Yeah, okay. I got engaged. Yeah. <laughs> There's one. That's one. Um, another thing that happened 2023. Old man's unveiling. So that's, that's there. And then probably... Getting into the 200th episode of of Back on Revive. Mm. That was another massive 200. There's another big thing. Oh, me, oh, me, right? That's <laughs> <all right. laughs> it's raining. It's raining blessings on that side <laughs> of the remorse. <laughs> and that's me. That's me. Nice. Mm. No, that's good. Some good. Uh, uh, this year we went. It was good. We went to Samoa. That was good because we didn't travel for a few years because of the COVID and stuff. So. That was a good trip, and then changing jobs, like, and then that that it went well. Not just change jobs, because sometimes you change jobs, but it doesn't work out good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, the place you go to is like not as good as you thought, or the people. But now nah, it's been a good transition from Avondale to Henderson. So, so um, I'm grateful that it worked out nicely and smoothly, and it's helped my lifestyle and family. And then. Uh, probably the other one, sort of a joint one, like joining back up with the family gym. Mm. And so that's been good at uh, Overflow CrossFit. And then training, yeah, Nikita. It's been good um, as a coach or a trainer, sort of like helping her go back on her feet for running. And, you know, she's at a level where she could probably play again now and things like that. So those those two sort of, that one's like sort of a joint, I guess, in terms of the training category. So, yeah, those are my three big things for the year. Yeah. Nice, nice ones. Me, cuz. Um, my first one, oh, not not in any particular order, but my first one probably be my wife telling me that she was um, pregnant. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Really. Like, how? I'm just as surprised as you. But yeah, probably that. And like then, um, yeah, probably my old lady's headstone set up at the cemetery almost a year and a bit, like covered in a rubbish bag and. It was nice. It was fitting that one of my boys was here from Alice Springs, and with, um, when both my parents passed away, 
within 20 minutes he was like one of the first guys on the phone to me asking me what i needed so it was just nice that even though my sister had delayed it that long he happened to be passing you know and this is the same guy he said he would have traveled seven hours to see me for an hour when i was in melbourne but he made it home for that so to mm. me that was god's timing and then and probably just me walking out on my job was like yeah, um, massive, yeah. yeah i think i don't know i've been watching i was watching something and i was talking about a five second window of procrastination and if you don't make a decision and what it does for the rest of your day and how it can sort of lead to like just you not being able to get stuff or you being stuck in that cycle and the motions of life so yeah when i up and left i was like yeah. i didn't have a plan but all i knew was like i wasn't happy you know and being on the road stuck on the road and for nine hours of a week then just being like mentally fatigued and just feeling like fuck is this life you, know, you earn that much money and is that the best is that as good as it gets and i'm just grateful for the, the platform and the space that we can talk about because if I hadn't gone home and listened back to me saying what I said, and it was just me and Cam's on that night, and say, well, I don't wonder if I have a job by then, or hopefully I got a new job by then. That pretty much was the, do it, don't think about it. <laughs> so I just took that jump and, man, I've been enjoying it, eh? I can honestly say I've been enjoying it, like just being at home, listening to my missus moan about, oh, you be sitting in the same shit, <laughs> same chair, same position from when I left for work. And I, and, and I can probably say, yeah, I have been, you know. But um, yeah, that's my top three rules. Like, <laughs> nice. yeah, man. about it, yeah. Digesting, if I missed one, oh, too, too many good things that's happened this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, good uh, question to reflect on. Eh? Oh, we got deep fasting, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think um, when was Christmas? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, this is the first day. So I'm sure the, the, the leftover food's gone by now. <laughs> and our fridge was packed to the brim. But now it's. Uh, Hungry again, but uh, <laughs> before we um, before we'll make this episode a special one. So, what I ask you guys to do is go away and talk about um, top your top three things that happened during the year under different categories. So the categories we've chosen, and I said before, like it's the categories we always talk about on the podcast. So top three news of the year, top three Pacifica news of the year, top three for your book of the week, oh, of the year. <laughs> Top three TV series of the year. Top three movies you watched in 2023. Top three social media videos of the year. Top three sports team of the year. So you gotta, you gotta name the team and why. Top three sports game of the year. It can be a match. It can be any sort of game event. Sporting event. Um, sporting sort of one match or one game or whatever it is. Um, top three athlete of the year. And then our last one, top three food place of the year. All right, boys. So we'll do it this way. We'll go around, but we'll do our top three first, and count down to top two. But we'll go around and do three. All of us do three. And if you have the same one as three, or you've got the same one, and if someone says the one you've already got, then we just explain it, and we'll we'll miss it out during that next round. Mm. All right. So let's go to top three news, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'll start off. <laughs> um, top three New Zealand um, news of the year. And that was from episode 103. The insanity plea by the mother charged for murder of her children. Ooh. 
Yeah, because I thought, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Leaving yeah. that one, I think we had cams on, eh, on that one. Yeah, I remember. And yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah. I remember, like, doing a lot of reading into the... um. Because, you know, you don't want to just hear it from the media's point of view and what the courts handed down. Because this was a mother that was, like, literally left to deal with it herself. Oh, and mm. the husband fucked off to South yeah. Africa. Yeah. For the first time in however many years, they bought the television screen into the courts where this man was over in South Africa giving a testimony in the courts. So, that stuck out for me. And it was like, bro, she must have been in a really bad place to have gone and taken the life of her girls. So, that to me is one of the top. Yeah, that's that's almost like American movie kind of thing, yeah. eh? Like you see on like uh, sixty minutes of Miracle or something, eh? Yeah. Like it's, it, it, to me, when I heard that story, it was, it was it was shocking. But when you get into it, like she's trying to be the insanity, and you you you, you learn about what she had to go through because her husband left her or something. Eh? Yeah. New country. Yeah, new yeah. country. Yeah. It's just a sad story at the end of it all. Yeah. But yeah, but mm, yeah, I actually didn't think about that for. For this category, <laughs> but now nah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, so I gotta give my top three, or are we going one each? No, we'll go one, we'll go around the top three. So, so, just what's your number three for New Zealand news of the week? So, the news one is um, this category. Oh, you know, we're doing this podcast, I mainly um, came I like to just have a chat <laughs> <laughs> and like more like the catch up and the sports and stuff, yeah, but yeah. now nah, with the news ones, I just more like chime in. <laughs> but um, so when I was in, I only got one really that stuck out, uh, that stood out, sorry. But um, well, we did, I know we've covered some on the ones yep. I've been in, but the one that stood out is mainly just the, the floods. Right. Yeah, Even yeah. though like stuff's happening around the world just because it like hits close to home and like people you know and family and friends. And, yeah, I know. And yeah. it's like real being like life changing mm. for, for like a number of people and all that. So that one definitely. Even though there's been like other stuff in the world that have, you know, been like even bigger in a way, you know, meant like thousands of people passing away and things like that, just because it was in our backyard. Yeah, yeah, that one definitely um stood out for me. I actually got that as my number one. Yeah, there's yeah. Cyclone Gabriel yeah. and the Auckland floods, especially also Eric yeah. got affected his home too. So you know, and it affected a hometown around me, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Wow. Like so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I had that in the. <laughs> Cycling Gabriel as well, yeah. Yeah. I had my number one, but also I've got, I've got here just one and just in case someone took that one. So, oh. But Auckland Floods was my number one. Yeah. Uh, my number three was, in fact, the Auckland CBD construction site uh, shooting. No, oh, yeah, yeah. How yeah. The, that yeah. kid shot those two those two workmates and, yeah. and shot himself, eh, in the end, though. Or the cops shot him. Yeah, he got shot. Yeah. So that was... Uh, the other, for this category, when I looked at the news, I, f- I thought of stuff that was like sort of like a first. Like if it hap- doesn't it really things that rarely happen in yeah. Auckland or yeah. in, in New Zealand, you know, rarely happen. I mean, of course, there's been shootings before in history, but not it doesn't happen like all the time like America. So yeah, the Auckland CBD shooting that was my my, my number three. And number two, uh, let's number two. What was your number two? Uh, my number two was the Auckland floods. Yeah, oh, it was right. a, episode eighty. I did with Eric, and that probably would have been like overall, like emotionally, was probably the hardest one, yeah. hardest one. Because for the second time within a year, a space of a year, we Ranui had been hurt, and Baramo Village is pretty destroyed bad. Eh? Like um, the last time Solo was here, and we took a drive through the hood, um, 
I happened to bump into a mate up at Torpedo and his parents still live up at the top of Mafia, which is a street off village. And he told me the houses are empty. And I didn't sort of believe him. I was like, well, it can't be that many. But me and, me and Ken had a, took a drive and when he was last here, man, it was pretty, it's pretty sad to see, eh? you know, because once, what once was life with lights, yeah. it's just become dark and shady and this happened in January. Mm. You know? And nothing's changed. It's just abandoned, yeah. abandoned houses now. So it's like a, like what do they call like in a movie? Yeah, like a ha- haunted, haunted street almost. Mm. And like that's something that they've never tried to fix. So there's only a handful of families still trying to work through it, and that's why it's still, still mm. raw. It's right? still, still yeah. hard to sort of accept now. Mm-hmm. So oh, I've sort of got one more. Yeah, was just I didn't have like a certain. Um, like article or video, but it was mainly just the the elections and that overall, oh, right, overall. Right, yeah. And because it's just watching it over time, how things unfold and all that, and and just the impact mm. that um that it has, you know, has had already. Mm. So that was, I guess, uh, another one for me. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that was actually my number two when it came oh, to okay. pop. Yeah, but I didn't have a certain like article. Or yeah, just that in general. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, politics was my number two, and I wrote down here national wins the government. A landslide, eh? a landslide. So that that was a big deal because national's been shit the last uh, since John Key was there. Mm. So that was a while ago. So yeah, big uh, big change in the way uh, this country's run this year. Mm. So that was my number. Yeah. Oh, so my number one was the um, episode ninety two, too close to home. The girl chased behind her home and sexually assaulted within her house. It was the one down in Henderson. Oh, true. Yeah. I must have missed that one. No, that was me, you and Avs. It was oh. me, you and Avs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I just remember it because yeah. the intruder, so it was the person who came into the house. So this wasn't on, oh, uh, that's right. yeah, on the news. It didn't make the news, but it made the Herald. Mm. And then all the articles that came off that. But yeah, she was inside her house. She got abducted. And inside her house, couldn't even scream. Mm. So she was that terrified that she got chased outside her house and then what happened, happened. So fuck, that, that, that to me was sort of like, man, this is why we got to teach our kids to sort of scream. You know, your home's there for you to live in and be comfortable, but to be you know, an intruder. Yeah. And then all of that happened, bro. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was my one, number one. Mm-hmm. So it looks like we all picked the Auckland floods. So that must be the main news for 2023 okay boys moving on um top three pacifica news of the year uh, I, I could only find two on, on this one but uh, i'll let you go first uh let's what was your number oh man it's gonna be a, like a three-way tie so <laughs> my one so i had the ariki rigby whose body was found in the back of that car that oh, was torched yeah, yeah. and oh, i yeah. know that um Dave from the Fallon Show, um, the fresh start, he picked up the article and he ran with it and then reopened that investigation, which was cool. Mm. Um, yeah, man, that was... Because they initially thought it was the remains of a of an animal. And then it wasn't until they, the, 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 um, the car was picked up by the truck and then they rang the cops to actually come out. Because the cops obviously didn't go out and have a proper look, you know. It was just, yeah, it was a body. Body in the back of the car. That was my um, that was number, number three. three. Right, have we got one? For um, 
it's not really uh, serious, <laughs> but uh, the Rugby World Cup on um, what's that on Ireland? What is that one? Ovaska. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It <laughs> was news, yeah. but uh, it wasn't serious. But I just thought it was cool how they oh, did it in, yeah. did it in the islands. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know it's funny. I still haven't watched any of those episodes uh, except for um, Selala Mapusu's one. Yeah, when he's talking about um, the unfairness. I think it was the call, eh? That the try that oh, doesn't yeah, allow yeah, try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the try doesn't allow try. Yeah. I didn't watch all of them. I maybe watched like three of them, three or four. Yeah, we're gonna Mapusu for traveling all the way to Samoa Street to be yeah, on the show. He just went for that when they got kicked out when they got eliminated yeah, from the. Because I, I thought most of them would just be if they were there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. get people who were just there for whatever. If they're there for other reasons or something, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, work or on holiday or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I see, man. I got my one. My top three Pacific news was my number three goes to. Um, well, I only got two, so make it my number two. Goes to also poetic. Only for him to, you can see what he's going. Well, if you follow him on social media, you can see what's going on with him and that. But you know, he's he's a good musician, he's a good artist, you know, and he's got his, you know, you appreciate what the work he puts in for his brand, and it's it's all over, you know, all over New Zealand now, Australia, and um, in California, um, and him opening his shop, opening his new shop in uh, Avondale, and also winning the 2023 Pacific Award for hip hop. Um, this year, so so that was my uh, that was he gets my uh, first pick for <laughs> for Buzzfeed News. So my number two um, for Buzzfeed News that made um I'll, I'll drop two eh? So one the, my number two was the Auckland shooting, the bullying in the workplace, because they were all Pacificos eh? Yeah. And I'm already dude, like that to me was like. They couldn't have picked up more traction in the news because it, was, <laughs> it just said Pacifica. And for the first time, it didn't have a murder, like capital West Auckland, and it didn't have a South Auckland yeah, attachment yeah, to it, yeah, which yeah. is like, that's massive news, you know? Yeah. So it was that one. And then the um, Royal Commission of Inquiry, the Boys in State Care, which we done on um, episode 84. And that was the AGM um, led by Fike, um I forgot his last name, but the ex um, King Kerber's. Patch member, mm. yeah, that, yeah, that was interesting. Eh? Just raw and um, raw emotion, and just straight how they were treated eh, in state care, which was shocking, man. So I can't wait to see what this government's gonna try and use when this investigation's already been rolled out. So be interesting to see what happens in the next few months. So this uh, my number one for. Pacific News of the Year goes to Olivia Fawai for being she won the ultimate prize in the in this year's two thousand twenty three Pacific Music Awards. So I forgot what the award was. Was was Artist of the Year? Or Artist in Solo Solo Artist? Solo Pacific Artist Artist or Breakthrough or now Solo Pacific it's, album. It's, or it's the, the last it's the last award, eh? It was the last it was yeah. the big one. One yeah, of the big ones, yeah. Yeah, it's the big one, yeah. And um your speech you did about the story and that I remember it was like man oh yeah it was me <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got a couple more man and oh, these are just so episode 86 we touched on um, Sikopakepu the Wesley way that was them like um, how he was treated by the by the dorm masters and the the, head, the prefects we had episode 104 oh no sorry and then the, um, the death by beer can that um, boy Aiden Sangala 
the one who passed away drinking that the the um what was it mephe methamphetamine in the can yeah that was sad and it was so close to home too man because it was like opposite our workplace so here's the csd across the road the fontero one yeah that would that would be my number one it was like ah, i was like couldn't believe like a church goer boy did everything right for mum and dad and stuff and got given a tray of beer just to try i got you with his brother-in-law cheers had one had a sip fucking he was dying in the middle of minutes i don't know how that those crates of uh beer what is it out of it brandy it's like not a common brandy yeah but that's the thing man like you know if it's free (laughs) but since that has come to fruition like that's sort of thing like when something's given away for free like everyone should be held accountable like you know because i think there was another revisit of the the workplace seeing the parents and because obviously the workplace thought okay that they don't know they knew that these pallets came on site thinking that they had, had nothing to do with them even though they had instruction put in the corner he's gonna grab it later trying to play it off like it wasn't their fault and yet the dad was like this man came into my house hugged me and said sorry when he's one of the causes, you know, so it's stuff like that, which is sort of like, man, just because it's free doesn't mean it's good for you, eh? So, now nah, that, that has to be my number one, man, like, you know, here today, gone, in a matter of minutes, man, it's probably something for free, it wasn't worth it, eh? Damn. All right, boys, next topic, um, our next category, top three fear book of the weeks of, of, of this year. I did. I did a couple of days. I had a little look back through the page. The um, so what's your top one? Probably the the teacher telling the the salmon boy he's soft. Because <laughs> 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 like that's the way you feel you want to talk, and but he did. Oh, you know man. what I mean? Like it's good. I like the it's way he shoes, responded. Is that yeah, yeah, he said uniform. he had a soft foot or something like that. <laughs> Are you salmon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that one, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, good sharp, one. sharp. That's probably the one I picked. Um, happened early on this year, and it was me and Avi talking about an Australian guy who at a party, at a work party, was us at a work party. He got drunk, and his workmates dared him to eat a live kekko. That was oh, you got someone hey. that was roaming around on the at <laughs> <in> the party. <laughs> what happened? I didn't hear this. He, he, he ate it. He ate it. He ate it. He was drunk and he ate it. And he woke up in the morning and felt sick. And he was spewing up for like five days. And he had to go to the hospital. Hmm. And he died. It's salmonella. <laughs> hey. What's the salmonella? What's it? This died of uh, salmonella. Fucking yeah. idiot. Man. <laughs> <laughs> what the the gecko. The gecko. Yeah. Damn. Fuck man. <laughs> Uh, That's what you call Bucking steel pit Fear poco mate That was my fear poco uh, My number three Fear poco Will go from um, Episode 104 When the, the domestic violence Around his boyfriend He has to be the number one Like guy fear poco mate Whatever Because you know how He was um, abusing Aradna The boyfriend oh, yeah. The week of his mum's funeral Or of her mum's funeral And he Thought he wasn't going to be found out what a tick. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like king, bro. That's king for your right there. <laughs> like the um the one with the two brothers playing the the video game and the 
the older brother wins or whatever. And he's like, Anthony. <laughs> and the little brother starts like blowing up. <laughs> and, uh, that was crack up for you. I think a lot of people can relate to that one. Oh, eh? yeah, hold up. So, <laughs> okay, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, that, I like that one. That was a good one. Okay, my number two goes to that little boy who um he picked his bum and gave it to his oh. showed his hands. Did he, he his didn't do it on purpose too, eh? No. It was by accident, eh? By accident. Just like, yeah. He didn't know. Oh, no, what's this? Oh, he's like but who was it? It must be his grandpa, eh? Grandpa, yeah. yeah. And he ate it. I was like, oh. <laughs> he thought it was chocolate, didn't he? Oh, man. That was, yeah, that was... <laughs> that was hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think... I haven't done my number two, but my number one would be um, the Chris Lup- um, Luxon's um, banning gang patches in public. Like, good luck with that, man. <laughs> I think when the article came out, yeah, I don't think he's gonna be as staunch as what he is no. when he was um, heading into the election. Mm. Now that he's in the yeah. the hot seat, so yeah, we got to see how it unfolds. Eh? <laughs> the last one was the uh, it was no particular order, but just the auntie who had her um, was it her niece's eyes closed and then put the finger in the <laughs> in the fruit. <laughs> And she thought it was an animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was cracking up, man. That was pretty sad, eh? Whole I just thought it was funny because of well, all the... the whole generation messed up from that stuff, that sort of stuff, eh? Yeah, because of the... um, Even because she, she did the tail flick, too. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I thought that was... Especially with, like, all the animal rights stuff going on now. I thought that was funny. Okay, hmm. my, my number one... Or the one I've got down here is was a follow up to a previous um was a follow up to a previous fear book of the week. Might have been the first level fear book of the week. But it was about the Uber driver who finally got sentenced for rape down in Christchurch. Mm. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he picked up a drunk woman from town who just came out of the the, the nightclub. And then he claims that she came on to him. And then when after he dropped them her off, she woke up and she f- she rang up the police. She she was raped by the Uber driver, but not in the house, but in the car. Mm. Yeah, but he's saying like he tried the night, but there's surveillance and stuff. Eh? Yeah, what's stupid man? But he he's saying that nah, she came on to me and all that, and <laughs> so he he finally got sentenced and he's in jail, he's in prison. But it's sad because he just came back. He just came from the country he came from with his family to start a new life in New Zealand. No, no. And you know he was the only breadwinner for his family. <laughs> <laughs> but the moral of that story is, man. Animal. Don't worry, man. Don't do anything don't stupid. stupid. Any, any drunk woman around you, man. You just can't. <laughs> don't risk it, man. Don't, don't risk, risk it. Don't risk it. I already did my last one. Oh, yes. All right, boys, moving on. Um, Top three TV series of the year. So I've got three here. I'll start. Um, my number three was The Last of Us. Don't know if you guys saw that, but it's it's based off on a, a game, PlayStation Four game about about a because it's like a zombie, it's a zombie apocalypse, and the story is about a man who loses his daughter and has to take another girl because apparently this girl has the 
the cure for the zombie apocalypse. So he has to take her across the country and protect her. So they go on a venture to take her across the... She, she's the savior. She's the savior of the uh, people and all that. But nah, it's a good it's a good program. It came in a time where... Um, I don't know if you guys watch or went to The Walking Dead. But to me, The Walking Dead, man, they're... I let that go season four. I think it's season 100 right now. Is so it? It's one of those, those programs that keep going and going. And they just, just keep making stuff up. Keep making it and you just get bored. So when they said they were going to make another zombie program called The Last of Us, oh, I was I was sort of thinking, oh, why? Hasn't Walking Dead killed the whole genre? Yeah. But if we watch The Last of Us, nah, they haven't, man. It's good. It's good. It's really good. And it's surprisingly good. It's surprisingly good. Good story. Good action. Um, you care about the characters. You care about what's going on, um, and it's different. It's different to The Walking Dead. I think there's more. There's more uh, production value in, in in The Last of Us. You're not dealing with in the forest all the time, like in Walking Dead. You're dealing with um, cities and all that, and and uh, and the stakes are, m- are much higher. So I give Last of Us season one my number three pick. Exactly. My number three came in last, bro. It just came from left field, man. It's like out of nowhere. Um, shout out to Channel Twenty Three on Sky. <laughs> but um, they started playing the reruns of American Chopper from season oh, one, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so they play it every day. It was like a everyday thing for the last two months now. So much of season five, by every theme bike and pretty much every emotion that goes on between the father and son, because. They're literally putting out their duty laundry, in their duty laundry in front of the shop and in front of the workers, in front of the nation. But what I can appreciate the son is that he takes it on the chin, you know, in front of his mates, you know. Can you imagine going into your own workplace where you hear your fellow colleagues, they might say the odd joke about your dad, but it's your old man. Yeah, Paul goes every day, he still shows up, gets the bike, he still delivers, you know. So, like, from that perspective, I thought, man, Junior's like the man. Because at the end of the day, the bike gets done. Yeah. No matter what his creative um, niches or what he needs to get the, you know, the creativeness flowing. But it's just amazing how his dad's always on his ass. <laughs> like, it's like, there's never ever episode where he comes out and he's like, where's Paul? Fucking <laughs> 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 you know, man. It's like, if you had a dollar for every time, he goes, hey, who's your mate? <laughs> like, and what's cool about it? Is that no one in the shops ever does it, eh? Like, no one in the shop would ever say it unless it was Vinny. Like, Vinny would say, oh, he's pissing around in the office, like, with Paul, you know? And, like, fucking design. He's like, bro, he's a designer. He's supposed to do things out here. Let the guy on the, on the desk do that sort of designing. But it's just amazing, man. Like, all the arguments they've had. And, like, where the family is now. So, yeah, man, that, I've always loved that program, man. Eh? Yeah. It, it made me want to buy a bike, too. Mm. <laughs> but, no, nah, I was like, after watching all the drama back again, Watching maybe the third time around, yeah, I got a more of appreciation for the very working of his dad, eh? Cause fuck, that must not be easy, man. No. Mm. So yeah, American Chopper season one to five. Nice horse, nice. Um, first one, oh, three would be the Swamp Kings. Just the um, Swamp King. What's it called? The Florida Gators. Um, Tim Tebow and oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. So that was good. Uh, that was a good series. Didn't know that background and college football hype. And mm. So, nah, really enjoyed the Swamp Kings. Because uh, I always heard about Tim Tebow and stuff like that, so it was good to get an insight into who he was and mm. the story. Uh, not just him, some of the other athletes in that too, but nah, I enjoyed 
really enjoyed that uh, that series. What's that, that on? It's on uh, Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Untold. Untold, yeah. Well, that's the University of Florida, eh? Sorry? University of Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida games. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. a popular um, university, eh? Because yeah. they're, 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 basketball team is always in the... They've done well as well uh, they a few good. times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it was Jacob Noah. Um, they, I think they won it two years in a row at yeah. some stage. Haslam. Haslam's from there. Udonis Haslam, yeah. Yeah, Udonis Haslam. Um, it's a, it's one of those universities, uh, those, those colleges in America, that have that do well in both basketball and football. Eh? Like you know, the, there's the main basketball colleges, but how do you get ones with both? Yeah, and yeah. I think Florida was one. Yeah, yeah, true. That's a good point. That has both. Well, because I was um, I was listening to a podcast today that, uh, you know, the Patrick Bet David, there's like a entrepreneur guy, but he was saying he set up, I can't remember somewhere in Florida, but the reason was because. The place is a draw card. So like he said he was in Dallas and he's like creatives don't want to live in Dallas. And then, so it's like hot. It's got the beach. Like, so you can create and do, plus have all that as well. You know, because a lot of people in LA, but they might not have like some certain aspects. Mm. But he said in Florida, it has everything. So maybe that's a part of it. Like you're going to get a good football team or basketball team. Plus, you're going to get the beach, mm. hot weather, you know, um, plenty of uh, girls walking around, things like that, you know, so. I wonder where Bratz in Florida is. Is it close to Miami or is it? I was going to say, it reminded me of like, just hearing you talk about it. I was like, man, that sounds like what they sold the rocks to sort of move to Miami. You get it to you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before they pulled it all down, right? Yeah. It's the same sort of thing going for them. Yeah. They, um... He was saying, I know one of the things he said was probably like a mixture of things, but one of those, he said they, when they had their gym in there, it was like a bit grimy, a bit dirty, like it wasn't all new. Mm-hmm. And I think he said he liked that, but there's probably other stuff as well, probably the weather and all that stuff as well. But you know what I mean? It wasn't like, sometimes the flash and that stuff says like, it's not used, it's not, there's no tradition, there's no yeah. history, you know what I mean? But if you go to someone that's been worn down a bit, it's like, man, all these people have come through here, mm. you know, before you. Yeah. Oh, it's at the beginning of Florida, so it's close to Jacksonville, and before Orlando. Mm. I haven't been there, so I, I'm not. I just from what I've like watched on, um, you know, online and movies and things like that. But it seems like it's a massive, massive place, eh? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Swamp Kings. That was my first one. So this, uh, my second one, I got. Uh, Fargo season five. Now that's on right now, and um, man, it's awesome, man. I don't know if you guys watch Fargo the, the movie, but is they made. The, is it the horse or something? Nah, <laughs> no. First Farlappy. So it's it's a TV series based on the movie. So um, if, if, have you guys seen the movie uh, Fargo? No. It's a it's, a, it's an old movie. It came out in the nineties, and it's about um a town in in Minnesota. So it's a snowy town, but they have a different accent up there. So it's 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 funny when you hear them talk, because it's a different <laughs> it's a different accent. It's not like a dark, dark comedy, but it's like a crime happens and there's a cop that's pregnant and she's like a wholesome lady, but you know she's not action. You, you see her, she's like old lady that's pregnant. Yeah, yeah, not old lady, but she's like a lady that's pregnant, and uh, she has a husband and she does her job. But she's the main cop that has to solve this crime. 
but the the criminals are really bad and real evil guys like you want to mess with these guys so it's funny to see this poor lady sh- sheriff she's like a sheriff pregnant has to go up against these mean these you know these absolute killers eh? like, <laughs> is that their, their story like how amazing uh like a mother would be sort of thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well it's 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 odd. It's odd. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think it's supposed to be like that. Yeah. It's supposed to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't told you everything about it, but so apparently they made a TV series based on that movie. But the this this the season that's come out this year this this year, two thousand twenty three, is season five. Now each of the seasons are different whole different stories. So you can watch season one and season two and they got they're not related. Mm. So each season is a whole completely different story, but it's based on the same town. That the movie came from, but yeah. the same people, same yeah, not the same exact characters, but same people that live in the in the town, like but different stories in different parts of history. Fuck. So you know, so so yeah, man, it's good, man. It's really good. It's good because That's on Netflix. It's on Neon. It's on Neon. It's good because the stories are just layered. It's real violent, but it's real. It's it's comedy too, but it's real un- unpredictable. Hmm. You can't predict what's going on. You don't yeah, you even said, know what's like, going on. You need humor, like comedy. Yeah. With killers. and Yeah. yeah it sounds humor. like a mix, eh? It sounds yeah. like a mix. Well, if you watch the movie, you, should, you guys should go home and watch that movie, Fargo. It's awesome. It's one of my favorite movies because cool. it's, it's that mix. It's the comedy, odd characters. You don't think they will, you know, interact and things will go well between these two different characters. Yeah. You know, but they do sort of things. So. But it's a good, it's a good series. Um, so, season five of Fargo. This actually, because season one of Fargo came out, and it was really good. Then season two came out, and I was uh season one was better. Then season three sucked, and then season four completely sucked. But season five is a comeback, sort of like a comeback. So season yeah. five is way better than four, three, four, oh, three. That's that's tough. Usually it doesn't get better. Eh? Yeah. So I think it's it's kind of like. The, the the creators understood yeah and they said oh we gotta get back to the roots of mm. what Fargo is all about yeah the the violence and the, and the comedy mm. you know and the and and the layering because I watched it up to to episode 5 right and already I'm hooked right so hooked that this is on my number 3 list yeah. you know <laughs> but every episode there's a new thing that happens added on to the story so now you gotta deal with a new layer of of storyline that you never knew before. So the characters always build each episode. You think you know a character, but you don't because the next episode comes and there's a new layer. You know, that, that's pretty cool. I don't know where it's going to end. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to end. So I like the structure of it all. Yeah, it's pretty good. So that's Fargo season five. My, my number my number two. <coughs> I already made notes for Neon or somewhere. <laughs> I'm like taking notes for your brother's favorites. Um, my one's Below Deck. All of the episodes, all the series, because my <laughs> wife, like I used to like binge watch this man. I used to always watch it at Kerry with my mate Michael as well, and it was cool because if he'd come in like say twenty minutes after me, I've watched the first twenty, then we'll go, I'll go out for well, I'll finish my break. He'd come in, and then on the next break, <laughs> I'll ask him, "Oh, what happened?" And he's like a good, he's good at telling yeah, stories, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So once I told him, and I was trying to teach, get my wife to watch it. Now she's watching it. She's been watching all the. But she started watching it from like Mediterranean season seven, and now she's we're up to eight now. I told her 
are you watching it because of the boats or are you watching because of the drama because some of the stewardess they end up on other boats and i was telling her go back and watch from captain lee's season two and then watch so that's what she's done but because she's watching it like you know she's like some of the new stuff that i haven't seen so we'll be watching it together I just crack up and she's like, oh, I already watched that one. <laughs> We're like, well, I haven't even seen it. It's supposed to be, we watch it together. You know? ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but one... I told her, it's one of those, it's pretty cool when you start watching it, you know. Especially like, because she likes watching the tip. Like when they break out all the money and like yeah. the summer stay. Like, it's like for two days work. Like, that's why I watch it, man, for the tip. Yeah. But even like just the places that they go as well. Sounds like Love Boat. But, uh, oh, man. Like a high, higher version of it. <laughs> To me, it's like if you had a dream job and you just worked and then you got to go places where you'd never afford to go, but it's all paid for and you can come back on the boat and just serve or do whatever the like the day-to-day runnings of the yeah. boat and then get paid 1800 bucks for less than 24 hours of work. That's pretty cool because you're still getting paid because that's yeah. just the tip. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they get paid for six months in advance, then they get the tip. So that's pretty good money. Yeah. And like they've got a few Kiwis that have jumped on the boats as well. Yeah. So now nah, it's pretty cool. Like that she found that it is a pretty good watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you seen it yet? Nah, nah, it's, nah. It's, it's funny because I watched it too. It was good. I yeah. watched the first ones, like the one with Captain Lee. Eh? Yeah. And America, the American one there. Eh? Well, what I like about how like Captain Lee is uh, as a, okay, there's an order of rank, right? But he's not too old school military. Yeah. But you should obey, like, if, you know, if you but don't have fair, your stripes. Eh? If you don't have your stripes, but, like, he's, like, pretty stern like that. Eh? Like, you don't have your stripes. So there's a reason why there's a stripe yeah, system, yeah. you know. He's a fair guy. Eh? He's yeah, bro. Fair. Like, he's hard, eh? but he's fair. Eh? He's hard and fair, yeah. Yeah, when they get in trouble and that. Yeah. The thing that pisses me off about this program, like, I told you before another podcast, man, like, you put Islanders on that boat, <laughs> there, won't be a, there won't be a show. Because <laughs> you, know, you know how, but yeah, these balangis are trying to do their in there. Like, they complain, man. They don't yeah. want to do it, eh? Straight up, They just man. want the free money, eh? Like, they want to, they'll do the half astro eh? and they'll get in trouble. You know? And on top and of that, that but that's where most of the drama comes from on the uh, show. Yeah. And that's what... Who didn't do this? Who didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the bitching about, like, yeah, oh, bitching. man, that guy's lazy. Like, he doesn't yeah. even watch the down. So it's that yeah. kind of stuff. That's why I say, man, Port Island isn't doing their job. No, no complaints. <laughs> they just do the job. Happy and, with and, the... And, and, and get the deal. What the hell, man? I don't have to growl off anyone. But I'm waiting to see, <laughs> apart from like um, Deadliest Catch, which is the, they've had a few Samoans on the boat. Man, when I want to see a Samoan get on that boat, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if I was the first Samoan. You could go there, man. Like, I could do it, you know? It's like goals for me. Even the men, the, the, the outside jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even their jobs. Even they're lazy. Complain, eh? When you can strip the deck, man. When you see the guys on the side of the road and it's like you know, 35, 40 degrees and they're working hard, eh? I'm sure they could work on the boat easy. Easy, man. Those guys doing the, um, asking for money at the um, lights, doing the, the, the window washers. Yeah. Like, even they, they put those guys on the job. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll do it like double time. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, so a good watch, man. Yeah, that's you got a good watch. That's, that's why you got the captain, eh? You need someone <laughs> to run the show. Speaking of the captain... That's uh, my second one. The captain, um, Derek Jeter. Right. Shout out to my boy, uh, the <laughs> Yankees. That's why I got the cap on. <laughs> so yeah, Derek Jeter, the captain. Um, know all about the Yankees now. Five championships. And uh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention of the Swamp Kings. Yeah, they won. It was it was big because they won like two championships in a row. Then lost, then won. So it's just it wasn't common for a school to win like back to back or. So close together. Mm. Yeah, so they were stacked. But then the captain was cool, man, because I just loved New York. 
And then Derek Jeter. It's just that dream, you know, he wanted to play for the Yankees because it has pictures of him as a little kid and he's got like the Yankees jacket on and stuff and, and he got drafted there and he wanted to get drafted, you know, like number one or three or something like that, one to three, and then he got drafted later, but that meant he got drafted by the Yankees. So it was all sort of meant to be. Like, mm. just, it was like, every, even his last game, you know, he got, he had a, um, he got a hit and then, you know, someone got home and then they won. Just all the stuff he did. Just real, like, um, integrity and honest. And he had, like, some good lessons. Like, he, you know, he always kept um, a small circle. And he was big on loyalty and stuff. Like, once you crossed him, that was it forever. Oh, Things yeah. like that. <laughs> like, you know, he only spoke. He was very, like, like good with his words. He didn't waste words. And he was to the mm. point And, you know, he answered the questions and stuff. So, How many uh, episodes is it? It was, like, seven. Seven, yeah. So, that was... It was a good series. Eh? He was sort of like the um, the Michael Jordan of of um, baseball in a way. Mm. But he, and it's funny because Jordan features on it. They're like friends. Oh, yep. Yeah, and he he talk he talks about Derek Jeter and stuff. He's like the only guy. Why wouldn't he be the uh, Tom Brady of of baseball? Right, well, why would he Why would he be Michael Jordan rather than Tom Brady? I think the only thing. Um, with Jeter because he didn't always have the best stats, but he won. He was a winner. Does that make sense? He was like a good team guy as well. But he didn't always have the best stats for like scoring and all that sort of stuff. But he just sort of best draw the best out in his team or would like try to cut distractions or, you know, he didn't want drama. Like mm. he just wanted his team to focus. Mm. So he sort of had some of the intangibles, not just like, because Jordan was more like uh, the attributes as well, eh? Yeah, yeah, like he was athletic, he could score and all that stuff. Like Derek Jeter had that, he could hit and all that, but he was a good fielder. But he also had those other things as well. Yeah, yeah. nice Le- leadership, leadership. When did you watch this? Was, oh no, <laughs> it was um, <laughs> Disney, Disney on Disney Plus. Yeah, the, the captain, but Derek Jeter. Yeah, I'm gonna get me uh, me and my wife became fans. Eh? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna get a shirt. Eh? We're gonna get a shirt, man. Jeter's the man. He ended up earning um, the Marlins for a bit. But then he stepped away because he had a vision and then they didn't stick stick mm. to it. So he stepped out. But nah, I just, he has a lot of good morals and principles and stuff like that yeah. that I really admired as well. Mm. So yeah, the captain was good. Yeah. So I told you before, the podcast I heard about his extracurricular activities. <laughs> yeah. Being yeah. a playboy and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different woman every week or something. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get into that stuff, obviously. <laughs> But I think he got the point of that story when I heard because he he got married. Yeah, yeah. And he, everyone was like, "Man, how did he get married, man? Fuck, he had all these girls." Like, <laughs> well, he's married. Like in the thing, he hasn't married, and he's got a couple of kids. Yeah, he's a yeah, family yeah, guy yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was just the phase, eh? Yeah, yeah. When you're young, <laughs> when you're young, you know what I mean? <laughs> young, major league. Okay, my number one TV series for the year, and this is a hard one because there was heaps of. I actually thought. This other, I thought Better Call Saul was going to be there, but it was 2022, so I missed out. Missed out. So I would have put that there, but this program comes out my number one, The Bear, season Ooh, the bear. two. Is it the cooking one? Cooking oh, one. I bear. remember you saying that. I've been meaning to get around. It's a really good. It's a really good TV show, man. If you like, if you like food, and if you like what it takes to start a business, if you like, you know, because it's about this guy who's a top chef. But his his family owns a, like a sandwich bar, yeah. like it's run down, and it's you know his his, his his brother owns it. 
but he's uh, he's the younger brother. He's like a top chef in the top like restaurants in town. So he's passed all the you know just serving sandwiches and that. But his the story is about his older brother. He passes away, so there's not no one to run the the family shop. So so he's the he's the younger brother. He quits his his job to go run the family business but it's a normal sandwich shop it's not like a fast food kind of place so he ends up taking over this, this is season one so season one's about him trial and tribulations of him trying to take over the family business and dealing with his cousin that's that's there he's a troublemaker and he's he's working there too and there's the workers as well and then at the end of season one he decides to open a fancy restaurant to to use to to stop doing the sandwiches and and remodeling the place and turn it into like a fancy restaurant and teaching the staff how to be fancy chefs. So season two is all about that. Season two is all about him um, trying to get get money to start the new the new vision of a fancy restaurant and him sending his workers over to to chef school to learn how to be you know, top chefs. So he he's going to take over. So that's what season two is all about. It's, man, it's awesome. It's an awesome show. I like, I like, the, I like the sound of it. No, no, it's, a, it's, it's not really. It's a show. I like the sound of that one. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like that one. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the beer season two. Season two, much better than season one. Season one was really good, but season two just up a level. So can't wait to season three next year. So yeah, that, that's one of one. I like the entrepreneur sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it's good. It's good. It's funny because it's it's a family. Because he has to try to get his because his, his older brother, his older brother, he's like a bully sort of thing, and he's a drug addict. So he, I think he died. Oh, he committed suicide. That, that's how he died. But he left the place um, in debt. Oh man. Yeah, in debt. So the younger brother has come together. The cousin is there, and he's like a troublemaker, but he he loves him because they're family. She has to deal with him too. Then the younger sister, she has to come in and help be the admin sort of thing. And the uncle, he's like a rich guy. They need to try to get money off him to fund the, you know, and pay him back. Yeah. So, so, so there's all these things happening. Plus the, the staff, he has to train up the staff. And he's stressed out because, you know, all this going on. It's all about that kind of stuff, all the drama around that. But it's, it's, a, pretty good, it's a pretty good series. So that's my number one, The Bear, season two. Well, I only started watching this this um, TV show from the end of season three. I don't know why. Sky changed the time. It stopped recording. But I managed to pick up a couple of episodes when I was in Melbourne. But this is Kevin Costner, right? In Yellowstone, right? <laughs> season four and season five. I remember when I was watching season four, Kevin said that season five would be broken. So that's where I'm up to now. This is episode six. So I, I haven't seen the back end of season five. But man, that show's gold, eh? Yeah, man. Show is gold. I love how I think it was the beginning of this season. Um, Casey's wife was pregnant, and their boy died, and they named him John after him. And then they have the grieving process, which is something totally different, eh? It was like sort of something that the only the Indians and the spiritual like um, leaders of that land could teach them to deal with. I thought it was cool, eh? It's pretty cool, like, how even, like, um, Kim Costner's, or, like, Casey's sister, like, didn't, like, Beth didn't know, like, she's like, oh, okay, if this is the closest we're going to get to the funeral, then we're not welcome. But then John carries on walking through, you know? 
but like just how he is with his family too i just like it like oh like you know that's eating the main at the main table and they, they the chef comes out but was the eye and stuff it's like it's pretty cool eh? but just how he is with his whole everyone on the ranch so it's a bit of american uh indian um influence um oh at the moment or oh, because i started watching it and it was just hype about individual characters on the ranch but his i think his bigger vision is that some investors and developers are going to come and eventually they want his land because it's a prime spot to put an airport and the governor before him he he actually became the governor he raised the son as his own he became sort of like the next one in line but he sort of felt he got a bit soft sort of like lost his um eye off the, the tuck or what he needed to do and then he ended up becoming governor but in his power he has his daughter and his his son that pretty much is his um administration but now yeah i just sort of got to that like now he's in charge but the last episode i watched has been he does this thing every year where they go for a ride eh, and they get they get camp and like he, he says the same thing before he leads his ride as well says so at the start just thanks everyone and they just get a ride for two days so that's where i'm up to you so i haven't <laughs> seen the back end of that but he's the man bro like you know obviously someone who cares about like and it's like anything man if you if you love something so much and you give you give um, you give a shit about it. You'll do everything in your powers, by all means. Even if it's to sell your soul, you do it just to keep it intact. And I, like when I see it, even though it's just a film, but it's like some of the stuff that he's been doing and stuff that they've hid for years. It's like man, this guy. So I know there's a spin-off from it. Eh? Mm. So I want to know what happens way before that, man. Cause yeah. Shit. But I mean, like you know, I don't know. Like I don't believe I'll go to a higher place after this life. But when I think about stuff that he's done to keep his family, like, just set, not like, well off that they're going to be looked after for the next, for centuries to come, but it's like, just in a good place. That sort of like gives me like promise, like, man, you know, you can be a good person. That's enough. You know, just being a good person is heaps. You don't need to be like, well, cure cancer, you know. Oh, yeah, give it a, the, you know, to make a big difference. You know, yeah, it doesn't man, have to like be. Just being a good, having a good heart goes a long way, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Yellowstone, when it comes to Pacific Island people, like it's important to us, I think, because we can relate to a lot of things that movie brings. Like the whole shit about working from the working off the land, you know, mm. being a being a rancher, working off the land. The same in the islands, eh? When you work off yeah, the land, yeah, yeah. and we can relate to these sort of things. The, the same sort of values of family, and 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 keeping your land. And we're, we're, and, uh, and living off your land, the importance yeah. of it, you know, the, the all that kind of stuff. Like Pacifica relate to that hard out, and that's why HODs loves us because mm. he knows Islanders love this kind of stuff. <coughs> the country music, you know, if you yeah. deep down in island music, is from the country music, man, you know. So we, we love all the stuff, you know. Every time I hear the introduction music, I'm like. It's good, uh, good lyrics and stuff, hey, uh, country music, yeah, hey, yeah. good story, storytelling. Yeah. And and that other thing, like, I think Yellowstone is a, if you if you think about what's going on in the world and society today with, with the woke stuff, you know, like, this program is the anti that all of that, if you, yeah. if you think about it, like, it's a, it's a masculinity kind of um, themes in this, like, men yeah. work outside. Like, it's in the Bible, man, men yeah. work outside, women work inside. 
that's exactly what this film is, you know, or this program mm. is all about. You know, these kind of values, like mm. the old school. That sounds good, eh? Hard yeah. out old school values that just comes through, eh? And they're just trying to, what they're trying to do is just, um, hey, we just leave us alone. We just want to do what we want. I mean, this is our land. This yeah. is my land. I just want to be here, like, sort of thing. So, yeah, we can appreciate. I think Pliviners can appreciate this program mm. a lot. Mm. Yeah, man. Shout out to uh, Masai and Beth York. We got number one? Yeah, my number one was just the the Tom Brady man in the arena. Oh, yeah. It's sort yeah. of like the um, the Jordan in the last stance, but it was for Tom Brady. Sort of like the captain. <laughs> it's a different sport. But um, <laughs> but now Tom Brady, just to see his evolution from being like the young guy, he's being a role player, respecting the older guys, and then eventually being the leader, you know? Mm. And then sort of calling more shots. And just how much of a good team player he was too, because... Uh, I've always followed football, but not like really deeply. So for looking from the outside, I was like, oh, this guy's carrying the team, but he's not. He's just like an integral part of it, but, and he does his role. And mm. He's a good teammate. He's a good, um, he's a good guy. So yeah, like you say, even like, it's sort of like with the life, he doesn't have to be magical, you know, like just being nice. Same with his football. He just does his job, but just does it really well. But his defense is awesome in that too. So looking from the outside, it looks like he's, he's doing everything, but nah, because the Patriots always had like great defense and things like that that helped him, but he just <clears throat> was always a um, great teammate. But then he, he grew in leadership, but then also just seeing like his preparation and his evolution, you know, like over time he started to realize he had to stay more mobile and change things around and all that sort of stuff. So mm. I just love seeing the preparation and the mindset. My wife always like, she always gets um, like a bit angry because. But I always stand up for Tom. Because, like, you know, hey, he left his wife because he wanted to play again. Yeah. I'm like, that's all he knows, man. Like, he's a champion. you got to, like, understand this. this yeah. is, that's all he, you know what I mean? That's all he knows. <laughs> She's like, yeah, but she gave him how many years? It's like, yeah, but there's going to be a stage where he can't play. He just can't. Man, if he thinks he can play yeah, one man. more year, give him that year, you know? And then he literally can't play eventually. You know, that's all he knows. That's in his DNA. But she's always like, nah, he had he had his years, he had enough years. See, Tom Brady should have told his wife to go talk to um, Kobe Bryant's wife. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to do what he's got to do, man. You know? <laughs> that's what he's going to do. And, was... and then they divorced and then it was only a year and then he quit. Because he went to, to Buccaneers that time. Huh? Yeah, well, like, the thing was he, he said, like, one more year and uh -huh. then he did it. And then he was supposed to retire. He retired, but then he came back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then she got sick of that. Oh. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I can understand in a way, but, you know. Is that, is that pro Tom's got to do what Tom's got to do. Is that series, every episode is every championship or every year of his career? Uh, it goes um, every year. But they have to condense it, obviously, because oh, yeah. you can't yeah. like cover every year, every aspect. So some things they sort of speed I, up. I watched the first one, the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I find it interesting... Like, because he got through for injuries, huh? yeah, yeah, and he yeah. had to come on, but he was good, eh? Yeah, and then he played in the playoffs, eh? And they won their first, they won the Super yeah, Bowl, eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I first saw for the guy that got injured. And well, yeah, the guy got injured, and then he never got a spot yeah. back. Yeah, no, and he didn't. You know, so there's there's some good lessons in there. He has some good lessons as well, mm. similar to um, Derek Jeter. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's a cool one. Like you know, even because him, another one, another one of my favorite football players is uh, Ray Lewis, and he was like. 
every time he got his chance, like for his high school, college, NFL, whenever he got a chance to go on, the guy who came, like started, never got back on again. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? He always did that well that um, they wouldn't take him off sort of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they might take him off, but then the next game, oh, you're starting. So it's just like a good thing for like athletes, like, you know, stop bitching and moaning and stuff like that. When you get your chance, you got to take it. And then literally Tom Brady, Ray Lewis, and then, you know, you got you can't just be average and then go, oh, why am I getting game time? It's like, you got to make them go like, you're staying on, you know, like, turn their head sort of thing. You got to give them every reason why Yeah, 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 but yeah. You got to retire. You want to try to aim to retire, the, you know, the person in front of you, you know, so that they want to <laughs> go to another team sort of thing. Or, mm. you know. <laughs> but nah, I love that series. Sweet boys. Um, next, next, next category. Um, top three movies this year you've watched. Um, what's up, Violets? Oh man, I don't know if you guys heard me talk about the summer I turned pretty. Have you seen it? No. Sorry, man. So this is like, <laughs> so this is based on a on a, on a novel, and my girl's reading it at intermediate. So she told me about this novel. It's a love story. It's based on um, a family that go away to a summer house every summer. And they enjoyed themselves. There's a brother and a sister. They go meet up with two brothers, but their parents are like they're both both their mums are like besties. So fast forward like from the ages of six up to like maybe seventeen, you know you got the that's when you start to start looking at gangers. So this girl goes from ugly the ugly friend to becoming like the pretty friend, and both the brothers fall for her. So it's called the summer that she becomes pretty. But they're so deep into her, man. Like, the book. My, my daughter said it's slightly different from the book. But when I watched it, it was like eight episodes. Fuck, it was cliffhanger material, man. So we waited a full year. Now it's out on um, Prime. And season two came out. So like, I watched it again. I was like, nah. It can't end like that, man. Like, But apparently there's a bit more to the story. Well, yeah, just watching the season two. Because it just came out. Oh, it came out earlier this year, but... Unlocking it and watching it, and no, I was pretty good. Eh? So that's got to be my number three, man. Yeah. Like, cause I've been waiting so long to like sort of just connect the story and see what had come of it. So now yeah, that would be my number three. <laughs> yeah. Now thanks for the um the TV series. I, I think um because you know how you have series that you watch with like your missus or whatever, and then ones you watch on your own. I think the Bear and Yellowstone would be good to watch together yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so thanks for these boys um <laughs> first um movie oh, i one i watched recently yeah i think i didn't watch many good movies this year to be honest mm. um we went to the movies a bit me and my wife and yeah, not many of them i was impressed with but the the, the recent one I, I mentioned on the last episode so i won't talk about it too long but the ballad of um songbirds and snakes hunger games yeah, i thought it was good good scenery good mm. story any uh, plot twists and things like that so yeah that would be number, th- number three enjoyed, oh, I was really trying to look for that. it eh? I really enjoyed that yeah I'm gonna watch it eh? yeah. When got, yeah I'll try I'll try to watch that really I'm not usually into that sort of stuff too because I'm a, you can see from my TV series all sports and stuff mm. like that mm. But so I don't usually like that stuff but I actually but really enjoyed that's that. a novel too eh? yeah because yeah. the kids watch read, read them and they're like oh dad we're gonna watch this I'm like, eh. <laughs> and then now they're like oh we're gonna go watch the movies yeah so they went and watched that earlier what they think? Yeah, they thought it was good. Oh, see. Yeah. yeah. I think well, any one of my girls, she hadn't read the books, and then my youngest told her, go and watch it. It's on 
It's on Netflix or whatever. So she watched it back just to catch up on it. So it makes sense to her now. Oh, yeah. Because I won't read those books, but I'll watch the movie. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh, sweet um, yeah, the same as you, man. I, I'm going to pick you know, my number three as a movie I talked before, maybe last podcast, but Leave the World Behind. Um, I just thought, you know, it's on Netflix. It just came out recently. I just thought it was a good movie to think. Because it's a good movie yeah. because at the end of it, like, it doesn't really give you an answer. But, um, it, it lets you go away to think about what the answer is going to be. But um, one of those, you know, it, it doesn't tie up the loose end at the end. Yeah. You can sort of make it interpret it the way you yeah, want make you it can, up yourself yeah you can interpret it the way you want but I think it's a movie because the themes in this movie is about uh, technology um, human nature like how we interact with each other in this internet age what happens when the internet is turned off and it looks like from this movie that we can't interact with each other as human beings and this is the consequence of what's going on you know and it's being used against us but um, yeah there's a lot of things in this film that I found interesting Pretty cool set pieces. The scene where the big um, um, container, um, container Wait. ship, up into the yeah, came beach. into the beach. Wow, that was mean. <laughs> um, yeah, the the scenes with the Teslas. <laughs> no, yeah. it's pretty good. It's pretty good, man. It's a pretty good film. So, so leave the world behind if you want to get get a chance to watch it and and let your brain explode for a little bit. It's on Netflix. That's my number three. Um, Charles, that is a that is a hard watch, eh? You don't even know the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, they're wanting you. Uh, my number two would be um, John Wick Four. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, man, waited waited a long time for that one to come out, especially going from um, if you know one and two, and then three, the fight scenes in three. But man, some of the um, aerial shots of part four. And especially the storyline, where it ends and what it meant breaking the rules on continental grounds. If you know the episodes, like if you know the story. But yeah, man, it's like, ah, yeah. When I think about like when someone offered me a job back on the doors and I referred to them, it's like being John Wick back into that life. Because like you leave that life to sort of don't want to have anything to do with it anymore, you know. But if you get that from watching the series, man, shucks is some. Good scenes, eh? Really good scenes. But yeah, John Wick 4, man, lived up to the hype, I thought. It was a bit long, though. But just hearing, um, understanding the backstory of what happened and then knowing that what can come from the end of that that chapter. So, yeah, I reckon it's probably the best, or second best watch, I thought. Mm. It's pretty, recent it's, movies. It's good every time a John Wick movie comes out because they have to beat the last movie. You know, in oh, terms yeah. of the action scenes, because you think you've seen all the action you can see of the how yeah. to how to kill somebody, and then when they invent yeah. new ways of, of killing someone, and the new one, especially that that scene when the shot when is on top of on the, top of you, right? and you see what's going on. Yeah, man, that's mean. That hasn't been done before. So it's these certain things I want to look for when a when new John Wick film comes out because eh? you think you've seen it all, but you haven't. But I just want to say, John Wick Two is my all time out of all of them. It's still number one for me. John Wick Two. The John Wick Four will be number two. On my list. This is uh, um, breaking the rules on continental grounds. Yeah, eh? yeah. You got a minute to go. <laughs> John Wick. Oh man, um, lift, uh, lift like a girl. That uh, I mentioned it before as well. The uh, Egyptian weightlifting coach. 
uh, just how we created heaps of uh, champions in um, in Egypt, just in the car park or whatever. But it's just the thing, it's just sort of helped me, man, that sort of like helped me, you know, you're not sure what you want to do and all that stuff, and sometimes you yeah, I want to do this, do that. It sort of just sort of cemented in my mind. And then along with a few other things, that that's that's what I'm meant to do, you know, mm-hmm. just to train people and coach people. I'm not really doing it at the moment too much, but I know my time will come when my kids get a bit older and stuff like that. But, yeah. but no, good, good movie, good, good movie. inspiration for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Live like a girl. Live like a girl. Yeah. Nice. So do- a documentary? More yeah, yeah, oh, more yeah. of a documentary, yeah. Sweet. My number, my number two is Air. The Matt Damon oh, yeah. and... Um, Ben Affleck. Yeah, I've seen the. Um, you yeah, haven't seen it, but yeah, yeah I've seen the it advertised. About the Michael Jordan shoot, man. I've got a good that one. Man, I'm a sports freak, man. But man, th- th- this came from the book, the you know the the Nike book, the yeah, shoe dog, shoe dog. Yeah, it's, it's based on that. Oh, I want to so see that. So you yeah, read yeah. the book, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's based on that book, but it's more towards the main character Matt Damon, who doesn't play um, um, Knight. Uh, that's Ben Affleck. Matt Damon's the guy who works for Knight. So he's the guy that goes out to Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, so sits down with Jordan's parents. Parents, yeah. yeah. Matt Damon's character. It's a good movie, man, because you know the background. Because you know what? When I first watched this film, I just remember the first time I ever put my eyes on uh, Air Jordan. And this was back in when I started Form 1 at Intermediate, hence Intermediate. And I remember one of the guys in my class, Jason Adam, walked in with a pair <laughs> you know, of, of Jordans. I think they were fours at that mm. time. Or something, but uh, yeah, I thought they were like space boots. I, I didn't know who Michael Jordan was. That was nineteen ninety, and yeah, I they were looking mean, eh? I don't know how he got them because I don't know. I, I don't know if there was the first international distributed oh, yeah. shoe because uh, the Jordan ones wanted him going yeah, around the world. Eh? Jordan ones wanted him going around the world. Eh? So this one have been whatever the year was nineteen ninety that came, probably the first pair. Jordans to come around the world but he had a pair and I saw them and I thought they were space boots I thought they were like weird and um because I wasn't into basketball at that time and I didn't know who, Ma- who Michael Jordan was obviously he knew who he was but yeah just puts me back to that thinking about that but the film itself about the origins of how they got Michael Jordan to sign and it's cool to see the landscape of what was going on because everyone was with Converse eh? yeah because Adidas was the big dog and, and Nike was nothing hey Nike was just coming up mm. You know, they're, they're, they have no athletes. And it was cool to see the process on how they were picking the athletes. And Matt Damon wanted someone that wasn't was too it, expensive. Was it McEnroe in that early ones? Oh, I tennis don't know. guys? Tennis, I don't know. Tennis. But they had a meeting and they were going down the list of the draft, the NBA draft that year. And they were trying to get some top drafts, but they, they had no money. Oh, yeah. Was it mainly focused around Jordan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, well, they never. It was mainly, no, it was mainly focused around Matt Damon, who worked for Nike, worked for Nike, whose his job was to get someone, because they had some money to give an athlete, because they saw that Adidas was doing it, Converse was doing it, getting athletes yeah. to represent their company with their shoes, <coughs> but no one was doing their own shoe. They were the first to, yeah, like yeah. they they the, back then the Adidas and Converse would make the shoe and just oh you you just wear it, uh, yeah. you just wear it, you know, but. Nike had the idea of actually making a shoe suit the player, mm-hmm. and and have a him like um have say to yes say. to the have a say into the design and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But it's it's the gamble, eh? It was the gamble it was that the they gamble. took. It was the gamble. Because remember, like this before 
Jordan had even stepped foot on the NBA court. This is all pre that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then them putting the risk on like fuck, we'll give you, we'll give you a percentage, or actually we'll make the shoe for you. Yeah, and you'll be the face. But he hasn't even played NBA yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the risk. So the risk was like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> high risk, high reward, man. Who does the he end? Does this, he does the same. Probably, yeah, now that guy's yeah. like friggin'. But what's awesome to see the whole process because the movie is about the process yeah. on how they got Michael Jordan. Mm. But you never see Mark Jordan. They have an actor playing Mark Jordan, but you never see his face. Oh, yeah. See behind him and that. Because, and if you listen to the interviews, Ben Affleck said, nah, we don't want to show Mark Jordan because we didn't want him to be overtaking the story. Oh, yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And yeah. it's cool, eh? Yeah, it's, it's cool how they... The pretty much, yeah, yeah, it's more the process. It's, pretty, yeah. it's cool how they actually did the whole presentation and then it seemed like, okay, the presentation's fucked up. But you never see Jordan's face. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. you never see a face. It's like he's sitting there. They've got him there. The way they, they recorded it was Brilliant, man. It's it's a movie that Joey and I would appreciate because it's a sales movie. Because mm, they're yeah. trying to pitch to Michael Jordan's family and the way they do it. Because hey, mm. you're right, they had a meeting and it sort of fucked up. Yeah. So Matt Damon has a freestyle and it's in that good, eh? Yeah. <laughs> no, I watched that. Eh? I'm a big, um, big fan of that stuff. Yeah, so that's my number two. Yeah. That's a mean number two. Oh, man. I have to, I have to say, like, even though I. Heard someone's perspective of it through the barbers. But then when I watched it, I thought, man, that's pretty cool. Because I got a gem from it. And it has to be Equalizer 3. Yeah, that'd be my number one. Only because when, um, obviously, Denzel's character, is, uh, he has to fight for the underdog. And when he gets healed, like, you know, he's, he's shot up. He gets healed by a local hero who's a doctor of the town. Then he asked the doctor, why did you help me? And then he says, when I asked you if you're a good guy, he said, you're not sure. You're a good guy. Ah, yeah, so he was modest, humble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he helped him. But the film's good, man. And the it's landscape of scene. it's yeah. filmed, yeah. yeah. Especially because how it, how it is. And it, might, and it must be like that in certain parts of the world, man. You know, you got obviously got heavy-handed, uh, heavy-handed people or groups that have, like, you know, pull over people, like, you know, the extortion and all that stuff, but... Yeah, it's just crazy how this guy was like, he didn't like that. They take advantage of these good people. Yeah. And then took it upon himself to, ah, this guy, man, he's kind of up himself, eh? But no, yeah, that's for Equalizer 3, man. It's a good movie, man. I love I love revenge movies, eh? Yeah, <laughs> especially when he's doing this type of, he doesn't know anyone there. <laughs> and then watch, him, watch, watch what he's going to do, eh? I love, I love these movies because, man, you they really build up the bad guys and you really hate them. Yeah, uh, oh, they, you know, and you want someone to kick their ass, and lucky the hero is the guy that kicks ass, you know, and <laughs> he goes around, no effect, kicks everyone's ass, and like, like yeah, you know, when they burnt that shop, <laughs> when they burnt that shop, I was like, oh, fuck, nah, that's <laughs> a pause to me, man. It's like, these guys, bro, yeah, yeah, I think Plus of Three, I think that's the best one out of them, mm. is it? Yeah, I think so. I think I've only seen the first one, so mm, the first one's good. Better, first one's good. It's better than all. Yeah, okay. I like, than I like, the first I like one. number three. Oh, I like all of them, bro. Mm. Oh, yeah, you, I've yeah. only seen the first one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, the chauffeur. Your number one. It's not a movie. Sorry to disappoint, but um, <laughs> no, because I didn't see many good movies this year, but um, because I had. Like four good series that I put this one as my movie. Yeah. The the Chosen. I haven't watched all of them yet. The Jesus thing. <laughs> it's a Jesus series. But um no, nah, I thought it was pretty cool because you know you watch the old school Jesus ones and that. It seems like he's carrying like the burden of the world and that, which he is, but like 
it's more dramatic. But in this, like, they paint him as a little bit more, like, fun. He, like, tricks around. and oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can see him as a normal person more. Whereas the other ones, it's, it's like, dramatic, like, the whole time. And it's just, like, constant pressure. Well, he has his pressure moments, but he also has moments where he's just talking normal and things mm. like that. Yeah, yeah, So, I think they did a really good job with it, eh? With um, the storytelling. And he can, he can sort of um, see, like, the culture of the time and that better and sort of um, paints a picture for you. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think The Chosen is uh, like Jesus thing, but it goes for ages. I haven't watched all of them yet, but I uh, really enjoying that. Yeah, yeah well, that's yeah. an interesting take, yeah. showing Jesus as a normal guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he checks around with mm. kids and different things and um, yeah, just looks like a normal dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where do you find that? On, on Netflix? Uh, Netflix, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, my number one. Sorry, it wasn't a movie, guys. It's all good, bro. Number, man, my number one is my number one for sure, man. And that is Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Ooh. And, man, that is an awesome movie, man. I, lo- I love Martin Scorsese. He's my, one of my favorite directors of all time. He's really old now. He might, might, might be coming down to his last, <laughs> last year. He's in his 80s, man. What are the Killers of the what? Killers of the Flower Moon. It's a true story. It's about what happened in Oklahoma back in the 30s. So it's about the Osage Indians. Because back in those days, how they gave the Indians their own land. They called them uh, reservations. And they're like the shittiest land that the white person he doesn't want. So he gave the Osage Indians, the tribe, this, this piece of land. Oh, you guys live over there. And that's your reservation. But Balangis didn't know that there was oil under their land. And they struck oil. So overnight, they're like the richest per people per capita in the whole world. And this is 1919, 1920 in America. And so... Oh, yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah. Not the movie, but I've heard that oh, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, they, so, so they became millionaires overnight. Um, the whole tribe. So all the families that live in this tribe. And now the movie's about how the town pe- people um, slowly, uh, slowly murder them one by one to, to get their money so the the, the what that what happens is that they marry the woman and then <laughs> then kill them and then they grab the um the money that comes from the oil but this happens over a course of like 20 years you know and th- this movie is pin this movie pinpoints a certain time where it it actually tries to erase a whole family like the mum and the daughters and they all get married by the white men, and they each each of the daughters get murdered, and then there's one daughter left that's Leonardo DiCaprio's wife, and Leonardo DiCaprio's un- uncle. He's like the mastermind of what's going on, not of the whole thing because everybody's doing it. It's Leonardo movie, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. That's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's good in it. It's it's a good movie. It's a dark movie, and it's really sad too. Like it's like I can't believe this happened, you know. But it's no surprise too, you know. It's just one of the many um, indigenous people who uh, sad stories around the world, you know. How the white people take advantage of, and but but this is this is really bad because you know. But it's really interesting because I actually read the book as well. Yeah. And there's there's time because they're rich overnight. They don't know what to do with their their money, so they'll they'll go to town and buy these fancy cars, but they'll get sort of like um because all the white people in town they know they're rich, so they just up the prices. Because they know they can pay for it, you know, and they up the prices of everything. They sell cars and they say, "Oh, if you're a fat size, just come over and buy a new car." 
well, you know, because they don't know how to change a tire or stuff like that. Oh, yeah. If you break down, if you if you have a flat tire, oh, don't worry, just come over and we'll, you can buy another car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they trick them, but they don't know they don't know any better, mm-hmm. right? They 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 don't value money. You know, it's 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 that kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's pretty. I think what I got out of it was if you thought, man, white people were evil. Fuck, you haven't seen nothing in this movie, man. <laughs> That's another level, man. <laughs> I look forward to watching them. <laughs> so, Killers of the Flower Moon. That's my number one. <laughs> That's not safe, fool. Yeah, that was three. Oh, yeah. Uh, next, next up, we've got um, social media videos of the year. Um, I only got two on this one, but um, man, are we talking about social people that make social media videos? Because man, I've I've listed uh, ex Castle Boy guy here that lives in Aussie, Chris Tavita. Have you <laughs> yeah. heard? Of, have you seen this video? Yeah, 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 yeah. crack up, eh? Yeah, that crack up. Like to me, when I watches his his videos, the way he um the way he the way he does his videos, the way it looks looks exactly like a Johnny to Foster Shake video but this is much better because this is a much to me my opinion more funnier you know and he's got some funny ones man that I crack up yeah, yeah. His, his ones are gold and the fact that he's got older brothers just makes it even funnier <laughs> eh? so it's like man, that is, that, his pain is real <laughs> like his acting's good too yeah. good, good acting <laughs> good use of music yeah. in the videos as well yeah, yeah, yeah. even him pretending to be his dad yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looks nothing like his daddy. But Greg was like, "Man, does he really act like that?" Can't look funny. And he's real fit too, real inspiring. His uh, fitness, his fitness. So. Mm. Mm. so he's my number three. Um, my number three video of the year would have to be the coach, the coach telling all the kids, oh. giving his hope. Yeah, not you. You're shitting your pants, <laughs> but that's all right. Look at that guy. Right, that yeah, that has. energy needs to be brought back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that has to be my number three. That that coach he was telling that boy he was shitting his pants. <laughs> That's your number three, man. You're number two and one must be gold. <laughs> that one is gold. I got a little bit um because the Fiapoko one and this is sort of similar, eh? Yeah. So it's sort of crossed over, but now nah, yeah, I've been watching um uh, Chris Tavita's one. My sister put me onto his yeah. videos, yeah. and now uh, yeah, watching uh Johnny. Tuvasa and who's the other one? There's been a couple of obviously the Hollywood boys, but um, I, I I've only got one favorite one. I, I mentioned before just the, the is it the crocodile one? The crocodile, the Hollywood. Oh, the Hollywood ones. Yeah, 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 is this the one? The yellow. I put my head in. Put my oh, head yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one. That's my favorite one. You know. Uh, my number two, um, there's a bunch of them. They may number two, but they're all from one person, and it's inspiring. It's 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 Usking. His weight loss videos he's doing, yeah. you know, on YouTube. You watch it, man, and you know, like for me, he's doing it for a whole year now, and he's lost well over hundred. He's lost hundred kg. Is he? I'm I'm well, close to hundred. I think he started at two hundred and something, two hundred and thirty. Now he's down to hundred and sixty. So you know he's you know close to hundred losing hundred kgs, but but they have the they have the guy do this for a whole year 
and see his progress for a whole year. That's hard to do, eh? Mm. But he's if you want to, he's taking himself for accountability. Eh? Yeah. He's doing it. So give it up to that guy. I probably wouldn't say anything like the start of his journey, like three weeks in or two months is, but this is like a year. And so his journey is still going. So week fifty-five, eh? Yeah. So he's he paced. Yeah. So yeah, man. That's my number two. Shout out, gang. Um. Oh, probably this is um. I don't know whether it was a video there, but I just thought, like, how 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 what I've come across when they recorded it, when The Rock and Oprah did their video to help Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in my mind, I was thinking, man. To all your celebrity friends, that would have been yeah, cool, cool. cool. Yeah. But to everyone struggling around the world with like the high interest rates and yeah. all the rest of it, cost of living, man. But yeah, at least they owned up to them being like, oh, okay, yeah, we get it. Like he 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 understands now. I'm just surprised that no one in the Rock's PR team would have told him like, they really gonna post that. Yeah, that that's my number two. Oh. But th- those are the pages I listen to for like bit of, for a bit of a giggle. But the ones I've been following, it's not a video in particular, but just um, they're more like training related, I guess. For if anyone's um, into their stuff, it's this guy uh, Brian McGinty, but his his page is called um, Power Plus. But it's just like a lot of uh, players, fast twitch, um, fiber training. So I've been learning a bit of that stuff. Been like helping Nikita out some of some of the stuff I'm learning. But um, Troy Polamalu. Um, he he trained with uh, this style. It's like it's like a little bit different. Um, so I've been following all of his stuff, learning a lot from him. And the other guy is um, this other guy, Austin Yokum. So Yokum Strength. Um, for anyone who's into fitness and stuff like that, those are the two like sort of main um, like fitness uh, training pages I've been following. Mm. A lot of good info. Mm. Yeah. Nice was, Um I don't have a number one. I thought I did, but I don't. Oh, okay. Is it me? My oh, my number one, bro. This has to be hands down. <laughs> I think before any other reality show came out, like like okay, in New Zealand we had the Top of the Pops and all the rest of it, like the New Zealand pop star. But this guy blew the world by the storm, bro. Right? And like, and it was his cover of that um, Monsters. Oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. his audition oh, yeah, tape, yeah, yeah, yeah. his mean. audition tape, bro. Like yeah, I don't mean. know yeah. how many guys I sort of I watched it and I sent it to guys who I felt like my had needed to watch something like that. Yeah, you know, just to know, bro, you can cry, you're human. Yeah. So like I sent it to like five of my close boys, and they all sent me the same emoji, yeah, like the crying one. Yeah. Like totally. yeah, remember that be like the number one of the year for me. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was really good. Because if you heard the original, it sounds nothing like it. Yeah. But for him to just rearrange the song and make it sound like a zone, and he made Lionel Richie cry, man, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. That was a good video. Very good. Do you have a number one? Yes. Ah, uh, no, nah, that was just sort of like the two, yeah. Okay, so now we come to Yash's uh, categories, uh, the sport ones. <laughs> right, top three sports team of the year. Should I go first? Num- my number three, right? Back-to-back champions, Manukau Rovers. Oh, is your number three? My number three. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've got them as my split number two, but um, as my number three, I put down the Queensland team oh. and <laughs> the Kiwis team that beat the tour. Yeah. That's a... That's, that's, that's a third eagle. 
Because you know, it's, it's wrong for me to just get the Kiwis. Queensland. You know, that's a weak choice to pick a stab Argentine. Because <laughs> it's going to be one or two winners every year. But that's what I meant. Like, <laughs> Queensland slash Kiwis team that beat Oz and the tour. Is that in, your number in three? The same year, in the same year, yeah. Is that your number three? Yeah. So that's why it's like, it's just half and half. Is it teams they are? They have the Nuggets. They, um... Yeah, I really won. enjoyed uh, seeing them win the championship. Yeah, for the first time. Eh? Yeah. yeah, and um, just the way they play, team style, and like all the guys are pretty like cool guys and their egos. Mm. Yeah, um, really like Jamal Murray and his uh, chemistry with the Joker. Joker, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always thought, man, I called it when he comes back because I before he got injured like twice, they were killing it together, and like they just you know how like a lot of teams buy superstars and they just don't mesh. Like they they're mean, but they mm-hmm. they meshed you know really well, and then they had the the good pieces around them. So mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be like my number three, the Denver Nuggets. I mean, even though it's not my team, I enjoyed seeing them win it. There was some team winning the championship, like uh, Detroit Pistons, eh? And they had um, Chauncey Billups, and ah, yeah, Hamilton, yeah, yeah. yeah. Richard Hamilton, mm. Ben Ben Wallace and stuff. But yeah, no, that was like a good good bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good yeah. play good ball. I I actually split my number three of the sports teams. I had Manica Rovers and New Zealand Warriors. But I think I scratched New Zealand Warriors out because they didn't win. Man, <laughs> Manica Rovers did. But New Zealand Warriors, the reason why I put them as number three equal is because they did do well last this this season. Yeah. And they haven't done well for a long time. And they have. So <coughs> they just need to get over that lump, hump to get into my top three. My number two, though, goes to the three-time championship in our champions everything been done since the Eels free peak Penrith Panthers yeah agreed right yeah I had um, the Ma- I had Manukau Rivers as my number two um, back to back for the toy and um, Fritz Vida boys yeah like that's a that's a massive feat, feat to do eh? especially um, against all odds like being number one at Eden and that was televised, and then out here at Sturgis, and it was raining. And they were down in the last 10 minutes. Two different and situations. And the same guy, yeah, yeah. same guy. And I talked about him before as well. Eh? It was like two years ago. Talked about Falitoy and him coming out, coming to the Auckland comp because he played out in um, Waiku. But yeah, man, what a difference eh? one guy could make to a team. Yeah. I'll say my number one. Can I say my number one then? Oh, you've gone there. Uh, number two, this the Kiwis like keeping Aussie to nil. Kiwis yeah, and, um, and uh, with, uh, nephew playing in there and getting the win over. Because I don't know if he's beaten Aussie like for even schoolboys and stuff like that. Because he played, you know, junior Kiwis. So to get your first win. Oh, yeah, keeping scoreless too. Yes, yeah, keeping mm. scoreless as well. I feel like it was like the start of something new as well. So that that would be my number two. Oh, okay, I had them as my number one. What's your? Oh, my number one. Shout out to Roger and the boys, man. The Prime Development, Tonga Polo Bear, the Watermelon, um, Senior Prime Development. Yeah, man. I thought they were they were they were um tailgating pretty well up until the last game of the round, and they lost, and then um smashed the semi, and then yeah, won the home home final. So that was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, number one, day. one, yeah. Number one's I'll have to give uh, the Mags uh, Prims basketball team. Oh, well, did they win it? Auckland champs. Um, did you? Yeah, it was 
Det er back af, Max is back, come back. Never went away, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Always been in the mix, <laughs> just haven't been able to seal the deal. But now when went and watched that at the Trust Stadium, beat Rosmini, good close game. And uh, yeah, they had their like their, their their best player was out that game too, and they still won. But that, that was stacked. I was disappointed they didn't um, make the nationals finals or something like that. Did I feel like they didn't? They had the team to win it. Yeah, but um, nah, it was cool. It was cool following their journey throughout the year. And shout out to. Um, Luan, who um, would always put up the videos, and I just watched the videos, the highlights. Like I went and watched about two or three games this year, but most of it was just watching her like highlights and stuff like that. But it was good to see us back on top, back on top. Because <laughs> you know it's so hard to win it. Yeah. Because I think the last time was when I was at school, the Auckland Gems. So that's like ages away. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like long time. Like you might be in the top four, come third, second, but they're still not winning it. Mm. So to win it, it's still that's massive. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. So, I think we've all got the New Zealand Kiwis, eh? As, as a common one. A yeah. common one. Oh, was the only one with Penrith Panthers? Oh, okay. I had a fourth, was, um, <laughs> but I didn't follow it closely, but I just thought Argentina uh, with the, oh, yeah. the football, but I didn't follow it too closely. But just because they lost their first game and then they still came back and won it, I thought that was pretty cool. And I uh, missed, yeah. Okay, next one, top three sports games of the year or matches or anything to do with one game or one match or whatever. My number three goes to Manukau Rovers beating Varsity 20-14 because Varsity was ahead, eh? <laughs> Halftime in the second half and, and Manukau Rovers came back to steal the back-to-back win. So, you know, every time there's a back, uh, there's a steal at the death, you know, that's got to be up there with uh, yeah. the best games, you know, so... Hence, that's the theme of my uh, top three. <laughs> well, I didn't go that route, but I went this route. Man, we wrote the ABs off all World Cup, and I'd hate to eat my own words, but I will. But, you know, as a taxpayer of the country, man, I'm happy that our team got us to the final. But it had to be the World Cup final, man. Um, I believe, like, everything that happened could have happened, and the stuff that should have happened probably didn't happen. And, like, that, that was us following... The, the falling grace of the game, eh? Like off that one kick. I mean, we had a disallowed try and any other World Cup, man, that we we pretty much won that World Cup. But that has to be my number three. Because mm. we didn't win it, but I mean, we made the final, so... Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the game against South Africa. Number three was the All Blacks and Ireland game. Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah, that was yeah. a good, good free-flowing that was, game. That was until the death, eh? Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good refereeing game, that game mm. as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, if we lost, though, I don't think there would have been, obviously there wouldn't have been that sort of controversy and uproar. Mm. But um, I thought, you know, Ireland played well, we played well, and it was just a good game, good game of rugby, good spirit, and yeah. everything like that. So, yeah, that would be my third one. Okay, my number two is the game before that, the other semifinal, Springboks 29, France 28. And that, to me... Because that went down to the death too. And to me, can't go past bloody, what's his name? Who's the who's the winger? Oh, the one who got sent off against the ABs? Yeah. I forgot his name. What's his name again? The short guy that he, with the headgear. He ran and, and stopped the um the goal kick. He charged it. Charged down, yeah. the goal kick. Is that the one he was holding his head down? Yeah. I, 
it Kobe? Was it? Oh, yeah, Ch- Chess and Kobe. Yeah, Kobe yeah. yeah, Chess and Kobe, sorry. Chess and Kobe. Like, he's the man, because if you think about it, if he didn't charge down that kick, France yeah. would have won. And it would yeah. be the France All Blacks final, and maybe All Blacks won, who knows? But but that, man, that that came down to the wire, man. So And that was a tense all the way. So that was my number two. Oh, my number two is uh, is the tie again. <laughs> is the semi final against um the All Blacks versus Ireland, and that's um second equal with the Kiwis versus Australia oh, yeah. game. Yeah, so I put them on the same. same I would have put. Yeah, I think for me the Australia game, Australia Kiwis game, Austra- Kiwis beating Australia by thirty points. I mean, you can turn the turn the game off <laughs> like, yeah. in the last 10 minutes to go but he couldn't turn the game off at all with the Ireland game yeah so that would make I would put that ahead of the Kiwis game even though the Kiwis Freddie you know is a big feat you know that's yeah. like awesome that's like the best like result you can have and put it up there for all results but for me like being for me I want the games to be intense and go down to the wire and I think if you hear my number one then you understand yeah oh, okay yeah I get it now <laughs> <laughs> no it was hard to I've only I've got a number one because um, there there's been games like I watched the basketball but it's a series you know yeah and then then the same as the the origin eh? it's a series so I've just got my number one which was the uh, obviously the uh, NRL grand final which is yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. I got that man that's, that's my number one yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the number one bro <laughs> yeah that that by far is the best way to choke a game <laughs> like Brisbane had it right down to the team man that's yeah. how you choke the game literally yeah and like fucking they should have they should have been closed out like you know the try celebrations yeah the um you know the the extra stuff instead of worrying about fucking the scoreboard yeah, that's how you check a game, man. Like they need to watch um, the man in the arena and the captain. <laughs> yeah, be humble, eh? Like, bro, that's how you. Humble. Nah, nah, that's how those you guys... humble a good team, though. Like they were literally the form team. They were the form team, mm. man. Nah, because I noticed with those guys, they don't um, like the, the job's not done. Like yeah. they're those type of guys. Like they'll score and they'll celebrate and then they just like back straight into it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they want to like choke their opponent. Mm. You know what I mean? They don't want to just. <laughs> Hurt them a little bit, yeah. They want to really. So I think that's yeah. What they're missing is just that cutthroat, eh? Yeah, man. Like it's not ever. It's not ever. They needed someone to like, like keep them accountable. Like, bro, fucking the clock's still going. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's still going. It's never ever. Yeah. I've seen great comebacks in the NBA, like in basketball games, man. I seen, I seen Richie Miller score sixteen, score eight points in the last sixteen seconds to win the game by one point. Yeah, you know, and it was game over before that, you know, and like to me watching that in our final and seeing, man, I was oh Broncos won it, you know. After half time, they scored again, eh? After Wait, half time, three three tries on the one side. Hey, that's game over. Game, it's game over all day. Game over all day, and then Clary comes in, <laughs> you know, like Luai literally goes out injury. That's exactly why it makes it that much better. And then. <laughs> They just come back, what, 15, 20 minutes to go? Or something like that? Oh my gosh, scored three tries? This is going to be nothing else that you watch I mean, what the in hell, the next man? two years. It's going to be like, better than that. It's like Broncos couldn't do anything. Hey, that, 
that is a self-destruction of <laughs> Broncos. That last 20 minutes, I couldn't believe it, man. You know? They pretty much had the game from 70 minutes. And then they fucking, they messed it up, eh? Three guys stood out for me in that game. It was Liam Martin, it was Fisher Harris, and Nathan Cleary. Yeah. Those three guys stood out to me big time, you know? And in that last 20 minutes, Stephen Cranor was in there doing stuff on mm. D, you know? They're going to miss him, man. Yeah. And the thing for me is, can Penrith do it a fourth time? I don't think so. I don't know. Because losing Cranor is a big deal, you know? Spencer Lanier was a big deal too. You know, he was good coming off the bench with them. But I know, you know, if you've got a guy like Cleary there, and if Cleary can do well in State of Origin, be consistent in State of Origin. He's still got their props. Still got their props, you know. Fisher Harris is no joke. So I, th- I think they can still do it because mm. they still got their halves and everything. So, and uh, Edwards is there, eh? Still, Edwards is there. Yeah. So they got the main guys still, but um, mm. I mean, they could lose, they could win. Like I still think they're in with a shot because they all, they they fill the gaps, eh? Yeah. You know, three years in a row, they yeah. every year they lose players. Mm. It's Kipo and then Kickal and then now Crichton and that, and every year they just they have next guys, eh? Next guy's up, yeah. But they, at least I think the main thing is as long as they have Cleary. Hmm. And then they got their props, you know, they go for it. It's like the best two propping partners in the game. Yeah, pretty much. So they got go for it. And then like Edwards is underrated. Hmm. He, he's the man. So I don't, I'm not going for them, but I think they could. They could do it again. Possibly, yeah. I wouldn't write them off. Nice boys. That's uh, three... Um we all agree for number one. Yeah, and that was a good game. It was a really good game. Okay, top three sports athlete of the year. My number three. I'm going for Joseph Parker, man. Him beating Dante Waller, even though it was a shitty fight, I think just beating a top guy like Dante, you know, that's a big feat, eh? Yeah. So Joseph Parker's my number three. And because I put a post on Facebook about it, that's a good lesson, eh? To never give up. You know, he was down and out when he was losing. You know, we thought he'd never come back, but he did. Even though don't say why is old, but it's a it's a start. It's a start of the comeback, right? So, hmm. my number three, I split over three players because I thought it was unfair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but athletes, and I'm choosing rugby players. So, my number one, or like my one of three. Is my forward of the year would have been Ari Savia, my back of the year Richie Monga, and then my international rugby sportsman of the year Mark Tiller. So I put them at three. Do they call him the Black Panther or no? Was that just my nickname? Black Mamba. Do they? Yeah. I reckon this is better than um, Panther. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a Panther. It looks like a Mamba too. I got. Um, Oh, we just talked about him, but Cleary. I think, like some games, you know, it was like the team that brought them back in, but I think he he um, brought them back into that game. Like, he, they wouldn't have won. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because I think it was him that won them the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Usually it's like, oh, everybody, but if he didn't do what he did, then they wouldn't have won. So that's my third one. Okay. I, I had Nathan Cleary as my number one. Oh, okay. Is my yeah. They're humans, just, by the way. Just say. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? They just they just he's just a number, you know. The <laughs> I had him as I had him as my number one. So number, number, number my number two goes to Andre Pollard. 
first five for Springboks. Yeah. He didn't even get picked for the starting um, squad to go over. He went in because of injury. Mm. And he never missed any goal kick. You I know, didn't know that stat until you put it up. Perfect record. And then it made me think. Yeah, perfect record. If he had missed one of those kicks, for they would have lost to France. Nah, if, if he missed one of those kicks to Orbex, they would have lost. No. Nah, because we talked on the empty out the clip. Mm. And you were saying like, nah, nah, when you're in the World Cup, you have to be like, you know, sharpshooter and all that. And I was like, I was all like, ah, ah. But then <laughs> we watched the final and then you put up the stat and I was like, oh, he was right. <laughs> mm. When you're at that level of the World Cup yeah. and he did it and that was the difference, eh? Yeah, that was the difference, yeah. But yeah, we talked about it, I think the week before mm. and I was like, oh, nah. But nah, you're right, man. You have to be... Yeah, you got to get your kicks. Yeah, right? And like going off that too, like remember we went to a World Cup where we won here and we had five first fives before the final and three of them had to be specialist kickers. We went there, they had pretty weak kicking and then we got a guy who was fangok on a boat, brought him into the World Cup final, came in and he kicked the kick and that's all it was, you know. And then this time we went to a World Cup with like five kickers and the one starting kicker who was supposed to be our number one kicker missed the kick right in front. It was like, oh, come on, man. We had two chances because Moongo missed it and then... Oh, that try is a try, Bodie, man. Bodie, and Bodie missed the kick too. Yeah, but even without that kick, man, we won with that try. Like, that was a try. I don't know how, man. Um, number two uh, for me was... Do we do two? Are we on two now? Yeah. Oh, bro. My number two was um the USC heavyweight champion turned boxer, Francis Nungnong. Oh, yeah. Bro, to drop Tyson Fury in round three, bro, like, unheard of, man. Unheard of. Guy with no boxing pedigree at all, hadn't stepped foot in a boxing ring and dropped the world lineal champ. Bro, that's unheard of, man. He's got to be number two, bro. Easy. Nice, I like that one. I like that one. That's a good um, another comeback story. Eh? Yeah, man. Or or someone that's you know have ops, big obstacles in the mm. way, and even though he didn't win, he did put him down. Yeah, and no one's done that. No. But I mean, he look he he didn't look out of place either. Like it wasn't lopsided like the Conor McGregor Floyd fight. Like he he looked like he belonged there. Eh? I did, um, LeBron James, eh, getting the scoring all time scoring title. Yeah. I'm like. You know, the most all-time. And he's still killing it. He's still killing everyone. They won the in-season tournament. Um, he's not like my favorite player or nothing, but I just thought, man, that's, a, that's pretty feet, amazing. Yeah. That's their all-time scoring title. Mm. He's still killing everyone. And, like, he just controls the game. He's almost 40. Yeah, he controls yeah. the game, man. Like, he yeah. controls the tempo. He runs the offense. And you're right. The first ever uh, NBA Cup day. Yeah. And it's always going to be... I think he knew, like... You know, we want to be the first. So he's like, he obviously set the tone, yeah. made everyone step up. And then all those, um, all the guys that are just on the team, they got 500k, eh? Mm. So he, he told the boys, I got yous. And then, so, you know, because they're not as big money like him and all the other, yeah. like starting five and all that. But, you know, he's looking after his players, you know? But not, not that that's got to do with athlete of the year, but um, there's only one all-time leading scorer. <laughs> and then he won the... Um, the thing as well, so mm. LeBron James for me. Right, sweet. Because my number one was um, uh, Nathan Cleary. Oh so yeah, we already talked about them. Uh, my number one, bro. I gotta give him the introduction he deserves, man. So he won the bronze medal at the '92 Olympic Games in Barcelona. 
He's a former sparring partner of dual heavyweight division champion um, Evander Holyfield. He had knocked out four world champions. And in the history books with his one draw and his pro record of 50-3, and 42 by way of knockout, um, holds the record for the most exchanges or punches in a heavyweight boxing match. Inducted into the Boxing Hall of Fame, and that was also David the Tourman Tourman Tour. I don't think people realize like how devastating Dave's prime was when he was still fighting. Um, just look at the, the landscape of boxing now. Like there's no boxer under six foot fighting, but like um, I think Shannon Briggs and Mike Tyson talk about our era, and they ask each other the question: What era would have been scarier? And they say, oh, hands down, it would have been Mike Tyson. It's a 20-year-old knocking out older, like, men. When the, if you look at David Tour's record, like Shannon Briggs, he's, like, got a high knockout ratio. David Tour was knocking guys out. And he was, like, oh, he's, like, the shortest thing you can see in a ring these days. So, you'd imagine if David had another couple of feet on him. It'd be devastating, man. But, nah, to me, he's still the man, bro. Like, it would be cool to see him, like, draw a big um, attraction fight. Even if it was an exhibition fight, but nah, he's got to be the number one um, athlete of the year, man, to get inducted in the sports boxing hall of fame, bro. That's that's huge. First, first Pacifica ever, mm. ever. Like, you know, we've had world champions and guys um, being Olympic champs and stuff and that down this side of the world, but to see boxing world of, like hall of fame, that's huge. Mm. Mm. Like, I don't think that's gonna be done for a long time. No. Okay, you convince me. Should be my number one. Who's <laughs> <laughs> your number one, yes? When um, Lionel Messi, because um, I followed the, him and the Cristiano Ronaldo sort of thing. And then, you know, that was sort of like the last thing because they all won like all these championships and mm-hmm. player, Golden Boot Player of the Year and all that sort of stuff. But he got the, he got the sort of the last save of winning the World Cup. And that's sort of the, the greatness, the, the, yeah, yeah, the crown like, jewel of it all. Yeah. So he won all the club stuff and all that sort of stuff, and yeah, like I said uh, earlier, um, to to lose the first game and then come back and lead your team to victory at the end of his career, you know, that's probably his last one as well. And like, there's no bigger game in the world than sports, uh, soccer, yeah. football. You know, it's like the hardest sport because it's the most competitive, mm. the most people play it. So. To be the best player in the game that the most people play, that's, that's pretty amazing, I think. Because, um, you know, some sports, there's, it's a small pool of athletes that do it, but that's the biggest pool, man. Yeah, and to I be know. the guy for so many years and, you know, have a thing on your back and you still score everyone. Shucks, yeah. 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 yeah he's, so. he's, um, he's cut from that certain few, eh? That cloth. Yeah. So, yeah, Messi... Sweet boys, uh, down to our last category. Top three food places of the year. I'll go first, my top three. Man, I actually found the top uh, place for pork ribs, eh? Oh, yeah? Because <laughs> I've been on a mission like to find the best pork ribs. You know, at the moment, my number one place was the Kingslander for pork ribs. All right. Yeah. In Kingsland. Yeah. But I think this place is overtaken, it, and it's closer to home. It's out west. It's out in Hobsonville. It's at the Little Creatures Brewery that's out there in Hobsonville. Point, um, man, the ribs, man, juicy, <laughs> falls off the bone, the sauce is yum, yeah, man. That's my number three pick. Man, my number three was wasn't hard, but um, 
still stands out in my head. Um, has to be the Swanson RSA on on the, on the, um Thursday, Thursday, Friday night. Yeah, man, the buffet got me good. Eh? The buffet got me good, and and just the meals as well. Yeah, it's gotta be my number three. Yeah, for for this one, I was um I was trying to think back. I was like, I was asking, where do we, where do I eat? Like, where is the places I like to eat? And um, you guys are probably gonna throw me out for this, but. I'm not, I'm not a big food guy. I love to eat, but like um, I feel like when I was young, man, I used to love to eat. Like, cause when you're poor, it tastes better. But now, like, I feel like there's just food everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's not special anymore. You know, like there's just there's food in the fridge. Go somewhere, there's food. So now I'm like, oh, nah, nah, I'm alright. You know, like. But growing up, like anything you could get, you were like hungry as, you know, yeah. and it was gold. But now I'm just not into food at the moment. Eh? Like obviously I eat because I enjoy food and taste nice and that. Let me, let me, but it's not let as me bring some of that in also. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not as um, special as it used to be. I don't get yeah. as excited because yeah, it's so yeah. abundant, you know what I mean? So so sorry about that, guys. But um, my favorite place that I went to a lot, like there's a few other places I went to like once or twice here and there. But this place I went to all the time. Is uh, it's like a big house in uh, the bakery uh, in South. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, you're in the real BDFS. Uh, <laughs> what do you get from there, cuz? Um, they have a butter chicken pie. They have, um, what's it, like a cream custard uh, twist sort of thing. And then they got pizza and sandwiches. It's on those days when you're busy and you, know, you can't like, um, like, with school, sometimes we have uh, athletics day or something to mm. buy a couple of sandwiches if I'm too lazy to make lunch. And then um, I always get their fruit salad, eh? They got like a mean fruit salad. Oh, and a quiche. Yeah. Bacon and a quiche. Bacon and a quiche. Yeah, yeah. Butter chicken pie. So this is the one next door to the KFC? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I always go. I'm a cheap guy, man. So it's, it's all pretty oh, expensive. <laughs> there, bro. No, I mean, but compared to going out, yeah. you know, to eat and it's on your on a quick, you know, on the go. Because that area, you know, you can sort of go anywhere from there. Yeah. You know, you're going to Lincoln or like I'm picking up the kids or coming home or going to see my mom. It's an easy place to just drop in and quickly keep going. Yeah. You know, or even when I come to see you to get a haircut, you know, it's 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 a it's a place that's sort of um, easy. Like a stop? Yeah, stop yeah, yeah. Just a drop by. <laughs> <see> so. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, so I, I see the theme of your uh, top three coming <laughs> but um the fruit salad man it's like they put i don't know if they just pick like the right fruit but they always got good fruit eh? like yeah. i don't know if they put like a juice on it or a syrup yeah, or something inj- but inject some sugar <laughs> yeah i don't know but they've always got good cuts of fruit yeah oh, yeah nice. so my my go-to is the the chicken no was it the um the, quiche, the bacon and egg so it's like my my eggs in it and then the fruit salad yeah. But if I have lunch, there's the pudding chicken pie and the. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bring this uh, this level down, but it's my, uh, this is the truth. That's the truth for me. <laughs> I feel like a pie now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, feel like a, I feel like a pie. But a chicken pie too. My number two goes to Hughes Dumpling Kitchen in Lincoln Road. That's the one next I talked about last time. That's the oh, one next King, to yeah. Yeah, yeah, I Burger King saying. on Lincoln Road. Yeah, yeah, next to the Burger Fuel House Pizza. I'm okay there. Dumplings. I'm if you like dumplings, yeah. I like the um the pork chives and the pork chives and prawn dumplings. Mm, chives, I like chives. Yeah. Pork chives and prawn dumplings. Mm. My legs feel swollen from hearing that. And the fried, fried. <laughs> pick the fried. I don't do the um, boiled one. I get the fried dumplings. Fried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sauce. Oh my gosh, the sauce. The soy sauce with the um 
the chili flakes thing. Man. <laughs> Drip dripping. Um number two way. Eh? My number two is the mobile Dominion Road um Pocha Chicken. It's a Korean chicken place. So I've never given them a grade on if they at the club. But in terms of like um spots open it on a Sunday, this place is good, man. Like they do um Korean chicken, different spices, different flavoured. Honey, um, sweet and sour, teriyaki and that. But um, they have combos, combo meals. But the why I say the mobile, because for a spot that's open after 10 o'clock with like um, a slushy and milkshake spot and oh, does yeah. hot food, that's a pretty good place to be. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's that? Uh, the mini road. Oh. So it's the mobile across the road from the old Manhattan. Yeah, so... Yeah, Kido said, oh, it's an old spot. She's in. So we ended up going up there, I think it was last week. Oh, it was pretty good, eh? Um, the combo, so you, they even give you the combo where uh, if you go in and they give you a stamp for every chicken, then you get like six filled up and then you get two or four extra pieces free. So we went in there, got a double combo, it was like 40 bucks. So we got $60 worth of chicken. But it was sicky, man. Up there with... Um, Noodle, um, what's it? Um, noodle hut, super noodles. Oh uh, yeah. In terms of crispy chicken, but because it's Korean, so we've got one now here on um Swanson, um, Brick Street, but they do boneless chicken, and they more portion their stuff on rice and and um, salad. So yeah, out of five, I'd give them like a three and a half. But you know, the time of the morning, man, anything goes in. <laughs> like you know, it's a five out of five, mate. <laughs> but yeah, I put them down as my number two. Yeah, because I'm starting to enjoy the yeah, Korean chicken, eh, the bonus stuff. Right, right. You got a second one? Oh, just uh, the Thai place in Chiatatu in the Peninsula. <laughs> uh, is there like a laundromat or something? It sort of mm. looks a bit old school. But is it on the side store, side shops? It's on the corner? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, 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 not the fancy one. Is it a new no. spot? No, it's an old one. It's oh, an old okay. one, oh. but old school. But um, yeah, it's got um, some good, uh, what's it called? Good curries, yellow curry, red duck curry. Mm. I've been going there for years. Oh yeah, yeah. sort of a spot. Um, cashew nut chicken. Oh nice. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's good. Decent prices, but good, good feed. It's better than there's a fancy place in Seattle too. But this, this is like a normal one. Mm. But they do good quality. Good, mm, nice quality. Quality uh, Thai food. All right, number ones. My number one is still Lucky G's, man. You oh, know, yeah. when it comes to smash burgers, man. Gotta get a lucky cheese, man. Just the, just the cheese. I get the, the 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 double cheeseburger one. I forgot the name of it. But it's got two patties, cheese. Get a can of spray and and fries. Hmm. Man, this place I don't think I've been to a place that served a nicer lamb. But um, my number one food place of the year goes to Slate Westgate, man. I'm going back, man. I, I promised you guys there. Yeah, I'm going to take us there. And we're going to get the um, canary lamb. And we're going to get it served like sushi style on top of our piping hot mashed potato and that. We've got to go back and have it, man. We've got to go back and have it. But yeah, that's still my number one. Like, I haven't had a nice lamb meal like that. I mean, I've had a lamb shank, but in terms of how it was served, the smokiness of the, the flavours inside the the, the, um, the lamb, and the, just the piping hot um, mash, bro, it got me good, eh? Especially with the gravy. I was like, sorry. This is great. <laughs> I'm like, wouldn't you know? Yeah, but that's, that's my number one spot. Nice. 
No, that's it. Yeah, the big house, man. Big house. <laughs> 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 can't beat the basics, guys. Can't beat the basics, man. <laughs> I need to go back to being poor so I can appreciate the food again. <laughs> you, you're lucky we reached the end of our podcast because we would have thrown you out. <laughs> but now, boys, man, thanks for being regulars on MC at the Clip, man, and for this year, man. 2023 is down in the... Down on the books, like we said to everybody, we're going to have a three-week break and come back in 2024. Let's do some last words before we hit the road, gentlemen. Let's go, Yash. Uh, thanks, Camps, for the uh, platform to get back you know, into podcasting. It's been a, it's been a great way to, to vent and complain and uh, <laughs> also connect. And um, you know, we have some good chats before and after the podcast as well, so I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, just looking at, I was had my board. I got a board in my room where it has like all the things. Like, I has the twelve months things I do week or month. Um, I think I talk to a lot of people. They like sort of complain or whinge about things and stuff like that. I just, I guess, I don't know. I always have this thing like look at the the bright side. Hey, it's a pretty simple thing, but um, yeah, whatever happens. I feel like as an adult man, we were talking before he came. Like. It's you know full of responsibilities and things. It's not as funny. Eh? It's not as fun, but just always got to look at the bright side of things and uh, find a way. That's sort of like the, that's the family motto that me and my wife created. AI love us say awala. It's like there's always a way, and that's yeah. Don't don't get down and stay down. Like get back up. Yeah, that's my last words. I guess going into the new year. That's nice words of life, man. Try to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do every day, try to figure it out. Well, that's, well, that's, uh, well we made a shield and I've, we've got that. Oh, yeah. It's because I want my girls to think, like, never to feel sorry for themselves. Mm. Like, there's always a way. So, like, if I die, then I don't want them to be like, oh, dad's gone. I feel sorry for myself. Like, I want them to be like, oh, dad wanted us to find a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because, you know, that would be my, like, my, like, last wishes for them. Find a way to the training. Sorry? Find the way to training. <laughs> oh, no, just don't... F- yeah. Whatever you want to do for life or, you know, uh, career, family, whatever it is, don't feel sorry for yourself. Keep moving forward. Yeah. Don't make excuses, yeah, sort of thing. Mean cuz. No, man, I just want to take the opportunity to thank you both, man, like giving me the space and the time of day just to even lace, man, like... This was supposed to be like just a uh, drop in and have a galang on. It's going on almost the second year, man. Second question, so <laughs> yeah. But it's been it's been a pleasure, man, having you on sitting across from me, cuz. And man, I'm always going to be grateful and show gratitude to those cams and the work he pours into this network and especially empty out the clip. Um, yeah, I found myself um having some real deep thoughts about um what I want to achieve. In the next five years, and like, and how 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 does that look with me? Like, you know, trying to reset my bearings, sort of like, is a gonna be in, like gonna be a dad again? So I'm glad that I've I've taken the first step by leaving the job that I was comfortable at, and I'm probably not in the best shape of in like health wise and size wise, but I thought, man, let's let's make an effort. Like I'm telling myself, let's make an effort to try and do something now. Like enough of the procrastinating. The studio's got its floor, the walls need to come up, and the roof needs to go on, 
and the only person you can do it is myself, you know. But uh, my last words, man, I'd like to always share something like that I, I pick out and and this little summary is, um, yeah, I found it's from um, Power to Be Positive. So it's um, be thankful for the difficult people in your life. They have shown you who you don't want to be. So yeah, I've like, I've obviously shared stuff about you know some some certain family members that I've grown up with, and I like to think that my kids don't see me in that like the way I see these people. But um, yeah, man, all I'm gonna do is just live for the people who aren't here and um, continue to serve my brotherhood, also serve those who can't serve themselves, and also just be a shoulder for. Anyone who needs a shoulder to lean on, and I hope my kids can see past all the the swearing and all the yelling that I do during the week. So yeah, man, much love to you all the West Coast Network um, listeners, and to all those who put in the work over the the year, the course of the year. Um, yeah, it's been a blessing just to be part of the team. You know what it is. <laughs> Thank you, brothers. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs>